What's bracking, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Players Club Podcast, episode 86, coming at you. I feel like that's like an Andy Dick saying, like you're about to get 86 or something like that, but I don't know entirely. I have a vague Family Guy quote where they referenced it in my head, and I'm not confident enough to be confident in this bit. So I'm just going to cut it short and instead introduce our guest today. Um, I mean, you know, it's the same person you've always heard on here. <laughs> Welcome back. The recent birthday person, uh, Alan Muir. How's it going? I'm closer and closer to 30. <laughs> this is an abomination. <laughs> hey, take it as a compliment, man. 30s is like if the... If the twenties are just doing everything you could, everything you wanted to do as a teenager, but now you're old enough to do so, thirty is doing everything you were old enough to do in your twenties, but with experience. So now you don't fuck it up this time. So look forward to that age, I think. And, and as for the whole eighty-six stuff, mm-hmm. there was a great um, Key and Peel bit. <laughs> okay, I didn't with, expect uh, Key and Peel to be the one, but go ahead <laughs> with uh, Luther. Obama, aka Obama's anger translator. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get this one. Where he's, where he just says to his people, I'll not name because I, they are, <laughs> they are terrifying people. Oh, <laughs> he says so and so, so and so, eighty six are shit bitches. <laughs> God damn, man! And then, um, mm-hmm. Josh actually put posted on, tw- on uh, Twitter. It was a video of Keegan-Michael Key at the um, the uh, the big ESPN thing that happened. On the oh, like the ESPYs? Or yeah. like the dinner thing? It, it it looked like it was the ESPYs, but it, it, was, it was like ESPN Honors or something. Uh, okay, got it. And Josh just puts first thing they he's just like First, first thing that came to my that came to me, it basically how many, if it's gonna be a super spreader. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Our minds have been irrevoc- irrevocably changed from the events of the last couple months or shit years at this point. But oh boy! In any case, speaking of months and years, um, that is kind of gonna be our topic this week. Uh. Honestly, I, I said it to Al right before we started. Um, we're in the calm before the storm right now. Horizon reviews have dropped, so Forbidden West is going to be coming out a mere two days after we're recording this. Uh, so I'm hopping all over that. Al, are you hopping on Horizon at launch? I mean, you have to look at if you if you look at at the dock for, for my what I've been playing. <laughs> I figured so. You're probably warming up then. Um, oh, I I'm so far behind where i need to be oh god like you're not deep into horizon zero dawn at all uh i'll save that for when we get into the what we're playing <laughs> segment. fair enough fair enough so yeah we're we're both hopping on horizon and i do want to hit up some people to see i don't is anyone in our clique uh trying to play elden ring i don't um, remember if anyone's excited for it i don't think so yeah we i might uh get some outside help for Elden Ring once that comes out to talk about on the show. But those are the big ones of fall. And then really once those come out, it's just all downhill from there. There's just a bunch of stuff coming out every single week for the foreseeable future. So we got the little calendar here. Shout out to Game Informer. They make a really good 
uh, game release list calendar for the whole year. Uh, they can't fill it up too much because we there's still a whole lot that we don't know. Um, but they got a lot of stuff here to go off of. So we're going to go through the whole year and just see, oh, what games are coming out when, what we're going to be putting our time into for each month. And uh, basically just kind of make a little bit of an itinerary for the rest of the year um, leading into, you know, the beginning of the end <laughs> of free time, I should say. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be our topic. But before we get to that, of course, you know how we got to do it. We got to start with what we're playing and we've been playing i mean some of us have been playing comfort food games that we've talked about on this show a couple times and some of us have been playing some weird new stuff so um i'll, I'll start real quick uh with the first game that i wrote on here now i originally had saints row on here because i've been playing a lot of saints row recently the original game back on 360 um and I'm still enjoying it. And I, like I said, I still plan to write about my experience with the Saints Row series as we get closer to the reboot. Um, but I took that one off because they finally opened up the single player campaign. And I played about an hour of it before I went to go get lunch today. So I can talk about Crossfire X. <laughs> Al, have you heard anything about this godforsaken game? You better have this single player developed by Remedy. Which means I'm probably gonna have to try that too. Yeah, for sure. And it it you can feel the fingerprints of Remedy all around the single player campaign. But um, I'll 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 say it like this: Do you want to know the good? Because I'm gonna talk about Crossfire X, not just the single player campaign, because I am only about halfway through it. Um, and yes, after playing an hour, I am maybe forty percent done with it. <laughs> it is a very short campaign, from what I've heard. It's like three or four hours. Um. But yeah, do you want to hear about the good stuff in this game or the bad stuff first? I'll, I'll take the bad. Okay. All right. Here's why a lot of people have been talking shit, looking down on Crossfire X. First off, before you even get to the single player. Now, when this thing first released, I, like everyone else, I'm a Remedy fan. So I'm like, yo, Remedy made a new game, new single player campaign. Let's play that. Who cares about the multiplayer? As soon as it launched, it they said that the campaign was going to be free on Game Pass. It wasn't free on Game Pass. <laughs> this game came out like, what, last week or something? It came out like Friday of last week, something like that. Um, and it was several days where you couldn't get to this game. You couldn't play the single player campaign. I would see reviews on YouTube for it, and they all said, yeah, I paid the 10 bucks, 9 bucks, whatever, to get the campaign because it's still not on Game Pass. So first off, it wasn't on Game Pass for the longest time. Second off, this game is split into two different campaigns, and only one of those campaigns is free on Game Pass. <laughs> so you, you're, it's, you're joking. No, there are two DLC campaigns for Crossfire X, because Crossfire X itself is a standalone free-to-play client. The online multiplayer is free-to-play. But when you open up the menus in the in the opening menu, there's only one campaign that says update available once Game Pass started to work finally. And then the other one, you'll click it and it opens up for DLC and you got to pay nine bucks to play the other side of it. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so weird. It feels like. I mean, if you remember way back in the day when Gears of War 5 put out their Hive Busters DLC, um, that was free on Game Pass as well, and a lot of Gears content was free on Game Pass. You know, the New Day characters were free on Game Pass. Terminator Salvation characters free on Game Pass. Um, all that stuff, but 
this one, why are you only making one of the campaigns free? It felt like it, it feels less like Crossfire X because the marketing and everything kind of made it seem like, oh, this is a big Microsoft initiative. They're trying to make Crossfire a thing in America. They're putting all their might behind it. When you put just one of the campaigns free on Game Pass, it makes it feel like, all right, we're doing Smilegate a favor. <laughs> we're doing this developer a favor instead of just really pushing it. Because if they were really pushing it, they just make the whole thing, you know, Game Pass for free. So that's already kind of silly. And I'll say this, the from what I've heard of the other campaign, it is literally just the other side of the opposition. It's not like you're playing a different character or something like you are playing a different character but you're playing literally the opposite faction the faction you're fighting against and if you care about the story that's important um but yeah so i'll, I'll get to the story in a minute because that's not in the bad side um and then on top of all of that once you get into the actual multiplayer al this is legitimately the worst multiplayer shooter i've ever played <laughs> okay worse than brink Mm. You know what? Yeah, it is worse than Brink, and I'll tell you why. Brink felt raggedy <laughs> in its controls, <laughs> but you could tell they were trying something. You could tell like the parkour systems, they had some ideas that they were going for, the whole teamwork boosting boosting your teammates and everything and, you know, it, it encouraged team play. You could see the design aspects coming through in the gameplay, and while it didn't all work and while even the gunplay didn't feel very good it you could tell something was there the reason crossfire x is bad is because it feels like how other people imagine google stadia plays <laughs> like remember when google stadia first came out and they had like gameplay of destiny 2 and they would hit the x button to jump on their controller and like a second later it would jump on screen it's like that <laughs> oh man and i don't know what it is like it, I'm playing this natively. I my my Xbox is hardwired to the internet. It shouldn't be this laggy. Like no other games, no other game gives me this problem. So it's already bad like that. It's already hard to shoot. And then sometimes it'll have weird bugs where they have they have two different modes in this game because the original game, the original Crossfire, is basically just cheaper Counter Strike for Asian markets. Um, I played a little. I played a very small little bit of it back in the day. Actually, no, I didn't play Crossfire X. I played Combat Arms, which was a knockoff of Crossfire X. <laughs> so I played that way, way, way back in the day. Um, and this game kind of feels like that. Uh, and it's very Counter-Strike similar. So, you know, Counter-Strike, shooting for the hip only. Uh, usually there's no aim down sights unless it's a sniper or something like that. And that's the vibe you're getting. But in modern mode, modern mode plays a lot more like Call of Duty, where you can sprint. There's aim down sights for every weapon. Um, the bloom, the the hip fire spread is a lot wider, uh, so it's kind of that mode. But if you're playing in modern mode and you try to aim down sights and you just like shoot a clip off, halfway through you shooting the clip, the game will just zoom you out of your sight, even if you're holding down the trigger. And it makes no sense. <laughs> it's okay, like, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it in the chat, on Facebook, in the general chat. But I've brought, I've been bringing up a certain show that's been on G four that they like, like acquired programming. Oh, a show a show called uh, Viva La Dirt League. Oh God, no, I've not heard of this. It it may be one of the fun, like the most like under underrated um t like comedy series I've seen. Huh, and no clue this existed. Yeah, they have. Oh, this uh, is a they, big YouTube thing, huh? 
Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. This makes sense. There's the stuff they do with, uh, actually they have a whole dedicated like skit set, like portion dedicated to PUBG. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm looking at some of their videos. Souls logic, FPS logic, that type of stuff, huh? There's one for Red Dead logic, but... (laughs) God, walk it two miles a minute. What you're uh, saying, it reminds me of one of the skits I saw where one of the guys is playing is like it is their avatar is in uh, PUBG and something something, something happens and they just start... Like, you know how when when you're playing a video game, and everything just goes shit. Oh, like lag everything? Lag. Um, <laughs> just the aim and everything is bad too. Lag, aim, menu stuff. They just get like that. Or they just get about stuff like that. It may be one of the greatest comedy, like gaming comedy skits I've ever seen. Huh. Wow. Well, hot damn. Looks like I got to... Give them a shout out. Do they only have one PUBG video? Oh no, they have two. Right, I'm gonna uh, put the first one in the description. They they have oh they have. I'll I'll I mean, let I'll let the internet choose if they want to watch the rest. But I got the first one in the description there if y'all want to check that out. But please continue about Crossfire. Yeah, I mean that honestly, it doesn't sound too far off from what Crossfire actually is. It's very, it just it's busted. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to be too mean about it because you know people worked on this and. You know, I never want to just shit on people just for the sake of shitting on people. But like this game just feels super heavily flawed in ways that seem like like obviously, first off, the fact that it feels laggy, like it shouldn't feel laggy if I'm playing natively. Just aiming feels off. It's hard to just get a shot off on somebody. And I feel like if you could get a shot off on somebody, it would be pretty satisfying, like in a mediocre first person shooter type of way but this game is the multiplayer specifically it falls below mediocre which is like really really rough and then they have this whole kill streak system where as you're playing you're getting points it's kind of like um less kill streaks and more score streaks if you remember the difference there from some call of duty games kill streaks would just be how many kills can you get before you die before you die and then score streaks are something that you have after death where it's counting objectives, it's counting, you know, bonuses to headshots and stuff like that, and it wouldn't reset upon death. Um, so they have a score streak, they have a score streak system here where you can deploy, you know, little different, you know, you can give yourself a minigun, give yourself a flamethrower or whatever. And then they have like these quote unquote like operator type things that you can trigger yourself being spawned as. And you kind of like it's kind of like when you turn into a juggernaut in Call of Duty, uh, where you'll spawn as a guy who has dual SMC. Oh, excuse me dual smg machine guns and just gun people down and just pretty much decimate but the problem is because the aiming's so bad you'll get like you have like 10 times the health of a normal person but because the aim's so bad i can rarely kill anybody with it because i let off my entire clip while i'm trying to aim at them and it just never works so the multiplayer is just broken and on top of that i was looking at ign's review of uh, both the multiplayer and the single player and they pointed out some things that I didn't even notice. The fact that you can just pay to level up enough to get this really nice uh, minigun where you can just kill everybody, just mow them all down instantly. And if you are a free player, 
you have to grind for several hours in order to get that minigun. So it's already pay to win. Um, they had footage of somebody just like camping someone spawn. And I remember feeling this when I was playing the game where there's this back room where you get spawned into, but you can get an easy sight line right down the entirety of the map to look into that room. You could just pop them as soon as they spawn. There's no spawn protection. <laughs> so it's just... Like I said, it's just busted when it comes to the multiplayer. I don't recommend anyone try this multiplayer, even if it's free. And it's a damn shame because literally all of the achievements in this game are only attached to the multiplayer. So if you want to feel like you're making any type of progress in that respect. Now, I will say the achievements are very easy. It's the, it's the typical get 100 kills in multiplayer and then your headshots count as two kills. So you could probably get 100% gamer score on this game within a night or two, but it's not worth it. The, the multiplayer in this game is not worth it. Now, about the single-player campaign. Um, like I said, I've only played a little bit of it, but I can already see that this campaign is way better than the multiplayer. Um, I'll say it's, I think the gap is a little bit wider than others have said. Um, referring back to that IGN review, they gave the multiplayer a 2 out of 10. <laughs> but they gave the single player a 3 out of 10. I think the single player is better than 3 out of 10, even if I'm in the early stages. From what I'm playing, it's very, very polished. It's It's got that Remedy vibe to it where it's a little bit weird. Uh, production quality definitely feels somewhere between control and quantum break as far as the presentation goes, which is to say it's very highly polished. Um, but it is limited by the fact that it's just a military shooter. It's basically if Remedy made a Call of Duty game. Uh, it's super generic. It's just super, you know, bang, bang, shoot, shoot, military hoorah. There's not too much interesting going on. And even when they are having interesting plot threads, like, I'm not going to spoil it in case people do want to play it because, you know, it is on Game Pass. You can try it out. But there's a character that there's a character that has something really dramatic happen to them at the beginning of the game. And within an hour, they're already introducing, Oh, maybe that character is fine. <laughs> and it's like, wait, so you're already introducing that. And I didn't have really any time to miss their absence. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, okay, this story is clearly being very rushed. It's just coming together super quickly. And that's why I feel confident in saying, People have already given me the count that it's three to four hours long. The fact that they're already truncating the story this much and I'm feeling the threads come through this fast. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to wrap this whole thing up pretty quick. So yeah, I'm probably, honestly, once I'm done with the podcast today, uh, I'm probably just going to go back and beat that. And then I'm going to go build this desk that I had delivered to my house. Um, but yeah, Crossfire X, I don't think the single player is as bad as people are saying. Um, I've seen some people talk about, oh man, it, oh, and also the controls that I talked about feeling laggy in multiplayer doesn't feel like that at all in single player. The campaign is a totally competent shooter. Uh, I'll say the gunplay is a little bit weird. It does the opposite thing of a Call of Duty where Call of Duty has a wide, if you're hip firing, it's a very wide cone. So you have to get really get in someone's face if you want to hip fire in Crossfire. The hip fire is basically a really small reticle, and then once you start shooting, it blooms out further and further. Uh, so you can get some really accurate shots without even having to aim. But the weird thing is that that small reticle, whenever you aim down sights, that reticle is still pretty much there. So if you're firing a whole clip without letting loose to let the 
to let the recoil go back down and you're aimed down sights, you will start missing bullets and not really know why because your reticle isn't jumping around the place. It's just the bloom is increasing, even though it doesn't have it on your screen when you aim down sights. So that's a little bit weird, but everything else in this game, I think is competent. I think the single player is competent. I don't think it's anything I would recommend. I don't think I think I do think it's probably Remedy's worst work, but I don't think it's so god awful that people are talking about. Um, I do think the multiplayer is definitely god awful. Do not touch the multiplayer, but the single player is fine. It's just another if you like games like the Medal of Honor reboot <laughs> or um, not even Call of Duty, because this is a little bit even lower stakes than a Call of Duty. This is like a really polished. You know what? Perfect comparison. What is that game on Steam that was made by one guy, Bright something? Oh, Bright Memory? Thank you. Yes, Bright Memory. This is a very much so a Bright Memory-ass game. This is a game where, for as good as it looks, for as decent as the voice acting is, even if the story's forgettable, this is the type of thing where if one person made this, you'd be really impressed. But the fact that it's Remedy, and we know what they're capable of, having something that's just mediocre instead of being amazing feels disappointing and i understand that disappointment but i had no expectations for this game so for me i'm like okay this is competent and i can call it competent and just leave it there it's like a solid maybe six out of ten for the single player maybe five if i really want to be mean but i think six out of ten is deserved but yeah don't play that multiplayer at all stay steer clear <laughs> that's all i gotta say on crossfire x it's a weird one very weird one you should um for the episode art you should just put try to try to make it like try to make a, a uh, stamp effect mm -hmm. where instead of like someone says has the text, just the stamp. Don't play the multiplayer. That's an image of Crossfire X. <laughs> yeah, I should probably just put the menu and just put a big red X over the multiplayer tab. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that if that's the one thing I want people to come away with, like the, the single player is fine. Uh, it's competent, but do not touch the multiplayer. Good God. Um, and I'll have some more shit to talk on other multiplayer titles in a little bit. But before I get to that, uh, I'm going to open up the floor here for you to talk about one of the games that you've been playing. So what you've been hopping into, Al? So over the past week, I've been playing four games. Oh, wow. A lot of plates. It's been. <laughs> and... I decided that since I was, I only put, I put a, but I didn't put as much time into the two that didn't, that didn't make the list. Those games being Fallout 4 and Red Dead 2. Ooh, you're playing Red Dead 2? Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, tr try to get, get some point in it because I keep getting recommended, um, videos on TikTok. Mm hmm. Like the, uh, are you getting recommended vids from that one streamer who does a really good Arthur impression? I, I got I did get one video of that, <laughs> that, that person. But no, it's mainly things like Easter eggs to um, like the house from or the, the area from Red Dead Revolver being in the game. Audio for, oh, wow. I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, a scene where. Uh, um, John. Who who you play as John uh, Marston in the after, like in the post game, right? Yes, that is true. Spoilers for the game, but it's been a couple of years. At least you can find that out. <laughs> so the, it's just he he's he walks into town, 
mm-hmm. and woman is just screaming at him. You killed my husband. You killed my husband. <laughs> and, and he's like, I don't know your husband, lady. <laughs> yeah, and he even offers money, and she just like slaps it out of his hand, and it falls to the ground. Like, I don't want. I don't even want your money. But Damn. the to go go to a happier place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 one the first game I'm playing has has been Pokemon Sword. Yeah, going back to the comfort food. It looks like. Well, not just that. I kind of like most of last week. I fell into, I fell down a uh, Pokemon video essay rabbit hole. Mm, okay. And a lot of them were negative towards, uh, or a lot of them were focused on Sword and Shield. And it was extremely negative. Yeah. Like, uh, Hops, uh, his animations being very, a little too close to Howe's from, uh, Sun and Moon. Mm hmm. Yeah, this makes sense, I guess. Uh, tech problems, like, trees looking like they, they were ported in from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, people talked a lot of shit on that game back in the day. Back in the day, what a year ago? <laughs> Maybe two. Actually, close, close to three. Shit, really? Fuck! It feels like yesterday. Oh no! But I'm playing sword because I, I beat shield, or I didn't beat shield because I, I didn't get to those uh, to the characters that, that Josh mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I know the one you're talking about. The one, the ones with uh, the hair. Ones. Oh, uh, ooh, hold up. Sword, ha- Swordbert and uh, Shieldbert. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I was trying to think of their names, but I was like the anthropomorphic ones. And the, the game, like one of the video essays I was watching, pointed out that they don't really, they don't really say like after I think Gen Gen three. They stopped putting Gotta Catch Them All on the box. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. after a certain point, you literally can't catch them all because you'll have to devote months to catching them. Hey, that doesn't stop people from doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm trying to make, work through Omega Ruby, uh, Sun and Moon, XY before, um, before the 3DS eShop. Is it discontinued? Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. You know what? I almost made that news story until I realized I don't know many Nintendo games that I would lose in this in this dropping. Hey, perhaps that'll be a topic for another time. We'll come back around to it, maybe. Before I head back to Pokemon, I just want to say that I don't know if you saw that the Wii U got just got ousted, like not not ousted. It got it just was made obsolete by Nintendo, like their store website. Yeah, I saw something about that this morning. They just you can't buy Wii U games through their web page anymore. You have to go to the hardware. Yeah, or or Amazon. Ah, yeah, that too. And yeah. I think I think it was Wario sixty four who mentioned that or cheap ass gamer or Nintendo deals. Best Buy has only one. Wii U game that they sell. God, what is it? I I didn't I, I didn't check because I didn't want to get sad. 
<laughs> Shoot, I got I literally have a tab in uh in Tweet Deck that is just all cheap ass gamer and Wario. So I'm just gonna search it for Wii U <laughs> and see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that stuff. I saw them tweeting a lot about it this morning. Um that's a damn shame. Honestly, gonna be losing a lot of classic games and just the 3DS being so weird, a lot of that stuff isn't getting ported unless the publishers really care. So, yeah, I mean, certain games are going to be missed. Like, well, well, as long as you, as whoever is one, whoever wants to get their games, gets them before August, they'll have no problem because you can, you'll still be able to download, like, re-download the games. That's true. But like, you won't be, you won't be mm -hmm. able to like buy anything. Yeah, that's what I hear. You won't be able to buy anything. I think what in like two months or so, you won't be able to even add funds with your credit card through the Wii U or 3DS. Pretty soon after that, then they'll stop accepting the e the eShop gift cards, and then pretty soon after that, I think not pretty soon after that. I think after that, after they stop accepting gift cards, you'll be like several months, and then. You just can't buy shit on there or claim demos or anything like that. So, Ugh. interesting. Yeah, like I, I got gifted a hundred fifty dollar Amazon card, mm -hmm. and part of me wants to spend it on. First, I thought I can get like three or four really good super um, 3ds games because they're all like forty five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> probably more than they should be at this point in the world. But yeah, biggest. I'm not gonna be a begging chooser. <laughs> and I then realize, oh wait, I own most of the games I want to get, aside from Pokemon, the Pokemon trading card game. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and that, then I also realize, oh my god, I forgot about my my second 3ds. Oh no, a second 3ds. Yeah, I have the uh, 3DS XL and mm -hmm. the classic 3DS. Jeez. Didn't realize that. Do you play the XL more often? Yeah, I may I may have to find a way to back up my info or my, my data hmm. because there's not, there's not enough space on, the, on that SD card. Ah, uh, yeah. Might be time for a switch up. Also, I did look it up. I know the one game that Best Buy has available for the Wii U. Do you want to know what it is? Is it a Nintendo First Party? Definitely. But it's probably not the one you expect. Splatoon? Not Splatoon. Even maybe slightly more obscure. I'll give you one more guess. If you'd like it. Nah, just... Okay. In that case, it is 2015's Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. <laughs> I never would have gotten that. Yeah, that's such a weird one. Like, Kirby is a popular franchise, but like, Nightmare in Dreamland, why? I guess no one's buying it, so it makes sense. But like, why is that the last one left? <laughs> I would think it, I, there are several Wii U games I would think would have been sold out after that one goes out of stock, but not nah, still standing. Lord have mercy. But yeah, in any case, yeah, so. Yes, a lot of there's a lot of P's and Q's having to be put in place by this news that the eShop's going to be shutting down for those old consoles. And also the emulation discussion has bubbled up a little bit, which I, I kind of went to as soon as I saw this, because I 
I'm notorious for not caring about Nintendo until like last year with Bayonetta. So when I saw all this, I'm like, oh man, I did see a video essay for Ghost Trick that made me want to buy Ghost Trick, but like I was never going to buy a 3DS to, to just play Ghost Trick. So now I'm like, all right, well, what other options are there? People saying it's on iOS, but I'm an Android person. And now everyone else is like emulation. And I'm like, you know what? That seems like a decent idea at this point. Cause like the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> so we'll see we'll see but yeah fun stuff so yeah well sword and shield uh, let me ask this because i know you're playing uh arceus uh not that long ago literally last episode you were talking about you were playing it did you go back to sword and shield just for a more traditional pokemon experience like were you missing that or is this just going back to it for different reasons well i like i said i put more i i'd beaten all but the, the last bit of uh shield and sword are sword is technically a different game or not technically different it's the same same experience but there are differences yeah different skew different pokemon stuff like that and i i did turn on i did play arc arceus uh, recently i got that shiny ponyta hey there we go and i got a I got a shiny, uh, shiny uh, Luxio. I have never heard of that Pokemon. <laughs> you said Lick, Lux Steel? Uh, I'll, I'll find a picture of it. Okay, yeah, because I have I've never heard that name. Out of all the Pokemon that exist, I've maybe heard the names of twelve of them. After we get past that core twelve, I'm like, all right, this is new territory. But yeah. So you do. So since that's all you had left to do, are you just coming back to clean it up and then on to the next one? Or you think you're gonna stick around for a little while? Uh, I'm probably gonna. I mean, I'm obviously gonna go back to Arceus. Okay, yeah, that seems to be the wave for most people right now. I'm just hoping that I can get. I'm still searching for Eevee. Oh wow! E which which me and virtually everyone else on the internet is doing. <laughs> what a thought. That'd be an easy one to find pretty quickly. Hot damn. Well, hey, I pray that your search for Eevee is fruitful sooner rather than later. This is Eevee and uh, Arceus, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a, like I said, they already released Pokemon Go with Eevee in there, so I'm like, you would probably think the density for her would be a little bit higher, but I don't know, kind of weird, kind of weird. But in any case... um. Would you say now before we get to the other game that you're playing, would you say that this other game's been taking more of your time than Pokemon Sword? Yeah. Ah, excellent. Oh, and in that time, wait, is this it in the background? Yeah, the thing with the the, the Howl Hound. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it looks intimidating. It looks like like a Yeah, that's just an image I found like as an, as an example. The yeah. the alpha Pokemon are legitimately terrifying. Yeah, he looks like a like an actually into. He looks like a Gengar that fucks. <laughs> he just looks a lot more intimidating and with legs. Like it, it gives Gengar energy, but way more threatening. It's hard to explain, but well, now I know what that Pokemon looks like. Boy, howdy! What a what an interesting franchise. But speaking of interesting franchises and speaking of you know children's games i guess um the other game 
that I've been dipping my toe into is Fortnite once again. But not just any old Fortnite, which, by the way, I did buy uh, the Silk Sonic skins <laughs> that popped up in the store. Uh, Al, are, Al, are you aware of who uh, Silk Sonic is? No, I... Okay, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this because I, it's always, in, it's always in my head when I, when I, when I do podcasts, I am very much out of touch. <laughs> hey, man, the conversations with out of touch gamers sometimes lead to the most interesting discussion about games because it's not part of the monolith, so it and all works. Also, with me, me being autistic, uh, back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Back during, back when Facebook and the in the world was less amicalia. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Simpler times. Uh, so a girl I went to went to school with, I I uh, commented on her status or, or something like that, and they were talking about Mary Jane or purple purple haze, and I I, I like the song, not knowing what what they were referring to. Huh. Okay. And they laughed at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've you know what? I've been there. There's several times where I'm like, I don't know what I, I've never heard this song in my life, especially especially in like elementary school slash high school where all I listened to were like three artists and nothing else existed. So I've been in those shoes. But I'll say in this case, Silk Sonic is just the collaboration of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. They made a they linked together, made a group, made an album, came out late last year. Very good album. And now you can play as both of them in Fortnite if you have like about 20 bucks to spare. <laughs> and sure enough, I dropped my money. Now, here's why I've been playing Fortnite. Um, now, I haven't been playing the regular mode. I've been playing Save the World mode, which kind of burying the lead there. Now, you might be asking, why the hell am I playing Save the World mode? Um, it's kind of a long story. So I didn't own Save the World mode until I'm always looking to get V-Bucks. Like I'm like one of these kids on the internet now. Just show me the V-Buck hacks. What's the cheapest way I can get V-Bucks? And I'll sit there and I'll look at the bundles. And they have a bunch of bundles where it's like, here's this pack of skins and a thousand V-Bucks for, I don't know, $12. And so I'm like, oh, that seems like a good deal. I'm going to go ahead and slide on that. So I'll do that for some of these bundles. And I've done that. And I got a bunch of random skins just because they came with V-Bucks. But they had one bundle. It's like the Robo Kevin bundle. And I don't know who Robo Kevin is, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it because it has V-Bucks in it. What I didn't realize, you don't just get the V-Bucks. You unlock a series of challenges in Save the World mode that you have to complete first. And then once you complete those challenges, then you get the V-Bucks. So I said, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. And it came with access to save the world mode also. And I picked up the bundle on sale. It was like $12 instead of the usual like 16 or something like that. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm here already. Uh, let's boot up save the world mode. Can't be that bad, right? Al, <laughs> it's, I don't want to say Fortnite save the world is complete and utter dog shit because it is not. It is just so boring. <laughs> it is. It's impressively boring. It is like incredibly like just dull to me. Um, now, basically, for those of you who haven't played Save the World mode, which, you know, why would you have? Um, basically, how it's set up is you have this home base and every now and then you'll set up your home base. You'll build the little structures because everyone knows there's building in Fortnite. I don't really use it much, but you have to use it a lot in this mode. 
um, you got to protect your home base and then you'll build a bunch of structures, build a bunch of traps around it. And then they'll start a couple waves of these little zombie purple monsters that shamble over to your, to your base. You got to take them all out. You got to shoot them all up. And that's basically the whole gameplay loop, but they have a bunch of different types of quests. Your base missions are basically what I just explained, but then they also have your go out and explore missions and they always play the exact same way where it'll be like a slight open world. Think like a quarter of the map of Fortnite, like the actual Battle Royale map. Think about a quarter of that, and it's just open, but there's a bunch of fog of war on the map, so you won't know what's there until you walk over there, and you're just harvesting resources. So you're tearing down structures, you're tearing down you know, walls, buildings, trees, all this stuff, cars, whatever. But you're also searching through houses. So when you get into a house, You'll mouse over to the bed and then you'll hold the square button and it'll search the bed for resources. Then you'll search the cabinets then you'll search the bookcase and you'll search the toilet Then you'll search the, the sink. You'll search all these little assets and you're collecting other resources because this game is all about crafting, all about resources, all about slow incremental upgrades over a long period of time. So whenever you find something, it's like, all right, I might not need this Dimmamabob here, but once I get 10 of them, I'll be, up, I'll be able to upgrade my Schmoodadinger or whatever the hell. It's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of shit you have to upgrade. So in the match, that's like a good 70% of the match. And so you'll, you'll just be gathering all these resources. Once you've gathered enough of a specific resource called blue goo or whatever it's called, you'll go to the objective that you've been trying to search for this entire map or this entire match. You'll go to the objective and you can start the defense portion. And it basically plays exactly like your home base defense where it'll trigger it and all these zombies will come to try and attack it. But you got to sit there and defend it for however many minutes until it's ready. And then you win and you can build your defenses. You can build your traps, all that good stuff. But it's just a very simple like these are just zombies you're fighting. They move very slow. Some, they have some special types. Eventually, you get baseball zombies that throw their bones at you. Uh, you get like the powder keg zombies, where they'll throw like a barbecue gas tank at you. Um, but and you'll get the fat ones too that you know or just have a lot more health. But none of them are a big challenge. Uh, even with the base weapons that I had towards the beginning of the game, I was taking them all out in like one hit to the head. It was very simple. I, I never felt challenged. It never felt dynamic, and I had to do so many of these missions al because here's the thing i didn't know as well so i looked up online and i was like okay so these rope these robo kevin challenges that i just bought to get these v bucks all it is is daily challenges so all i have to do hop into fortnite save the world see what the daily challenge is complete that challenge and i'm good and also the challenges stack so if you sit there and don't play fortnite for like 10 days you'll come back and there'll be 10 daily challenges to complete so I'm like, okay, that seems like a good good deal. I'm going to go ahead and do that. What I didn't know is that the Robo challenges only kick in once Robo Kevin is part of your squad. And in order for him to get part of your squad, you don't unlock him until like the ninth story mission. <laughs> oh man, that, that sounds like that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, it was such a nightmare. And I don't like this isn't as bad as like Crossfire X's multiplayer. I will say that right now. Crossfire X's multiplayer is like legitimately painful to play. This one, like it controlled fine. It played, you know, gameplay mechanics are very similar to the regular Fortnite. But it's just so boring. 
like you don't when you're killing all these enemies it doesn't feel super satisfying when you finally beat a match and they give you your loot boxes and stuff they just drop all these random currencies it's like here's all your xp for your battle pass and here's all the xp for your rank and here's an increase in your power level and here's these resources to upgrade your weapons and these resources to upgrade your team members and these resources to upgrade this and here's this loot chest and it's just so many different currencies and resources all at once that none of them everything loses its meaning when it's so much of it um and like i said nine missions of this <laughs> i had to because you don't unlock kevin until uh until base upgrade uh three and you have to go through the first three missions to get to base upgrade one then three more missions to get the base upgrade two and three more missions to get the base upgrade three and finally i unlocked it and by that time, I have been playing Fortnite Save the World mode only. I've been playing it for like three hours at this point. And I'm like, I just don't have it in me to play anymore. So now I have the Kevin challenges. But I think I'm just going to do the thing that they told me on the internet. I'm just going to sit there, going to let it stack up. And at some point in the near future, um, probably around once Uncharted skins come out, those Uncharted skins drop tomorrow. So perhaps I'll hop under earlier rather than later. But I'll hop back in there and get a little bit of the V-Bucks once my daily challenges have been stacking up because I just do not have it in me to hop on there right now anymore, um, especially when I could actually be enjoying my time somewhat. I'll say right now, Crossfire X single player, better than Fortnite Save the World mode. Play that right shots now. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> and like more, more like shots, shots crossfired. <laughs> good, oh, pool, and, good pool. And, and some would say, all those shots were misfired. <laughs> also, good pull. God damn, triple with me. Let's fucking go. <laughs> On point today. Um, another year older and a really another year wiser, to be true. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing with Fortnite Save the World. Uh, I'm sure it would be fun with friends. Like it, it has that feeling of a lot of these multiplayer games, because this is just me match matchmaking with random people. I'm hopping on there. And whenever you do the tower defense part of these missions, you have to request it. You can't just say, hit it, let's go. You have to put it up to a vote. And then people can say no. And you have to sit there longer. <laughs> so, like, it's it's a little bit frustrating. If I was running this with friends, maybe it'd be a good chill back and just talk about whatever the fuck while you're playing it. It, it fades into the background very easily. But because I wasn't playing it with anyone, I was, like, listening to podcasts while playing it. I can't tell you how many times. Actually, I can't tell you how many times. Played this for like three nights over the last week. Fell asleep during every single night. And and I know I stay up late and everything. And I have a weird sleep schedule because I work from like, like on a, on a lot of days, I'll work from 5 a.m. to 1. And the night before, I won't go to bed until like 1 a.m. So then I'll get three hours of sleep, go to work from 5 to 1. Then as soon as I get home at like 2 o'clock or whatever, I'll fall asleep and then I'll wake up at like 8 p.m. <laughs> and stay up till one again. So I have a very weird sleep schedule in that case. But even with that, regardless, a good game will keep my attention and keep me up longer. And Fortnite, save the world mode at least, is not that game. Now, I will say one good thing it's giving me Battle Pass XP. So the Battle Pass that I did buy for the regular Fortnite mode for the save the world mode, or not save the world, for the Battle Royale mode, I am making progress on that, so, you know, it's not a total waste of my time, but holy hell, Save the World is just not it. It is just so boring, and it's so clear that they totally had to run with this Battle Royale mode, because this Save the World mode wasn't impressing anyone. 
and I can't see how it would. It is just so just dull. Um, so yeah, that's all I gotta say about Fortnite. I feel like I shat on games a bunch this week, but next I week mean, I won't be. <laughs> considering what happened on Sunday. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you have every right to be. You have every right to act this way. Yeah. Are we talking about the Super Bowl thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny enough, I, I talked about this on Twitter, but not on this podcast at all because we haven't recorded yet. Um, I almost slept through the halftime show. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw that on Twitter because I tweeted about it as soon as it happened. It's it's not that I fell asleep during the halftime show. It's that I woke up right, like like I said, I go to sleep right after I get to work. I woke up right as the Super Bowl started and I said, hey, I'm going to just put an alarm and wake up right when the halftime show starts because I'm not watching the game. Then I woke up and like 50 Cent had already come out. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. That could have been a nice surprise. I would have been live tweeting this if I knew. Um, so, yeah, that shit hurted. But, yeah, that oh, and that whole game was just an upset for people who were actually watching. <laughs> so, yeah, after Sunday, yeah, there's a lot of shit around the talk. But, yeah, I'll say this. After Friday, I should have nothing but positive emotions for the foreseeable future. By foreseeable, I mean like a good three or four weeks <laughs> while I'm playing Horizon. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, speaking of Horizon, though, uh, the other game that you've been playing, as we've alluded to earlier, Horizon Zero Dawn. So how you've been? Is this your first time playing it or are you just coming back to it? This may, mm -hmm. this may in fact, be my fifth time trying to beat it. Oh, my. <laughs> Are you still on the same save or you've been rebooting it every time? No. Um, so I, I played it first on my PS, my, my base PS4. Mm -hmm. Forgot to move, tra transfer over the saves. So oh. I sent, so when I sent that PS4 to Conor McGraw, I had, I had no way of getting access to those saves. So the whole thing was wiped. Hmm. So then I started yeah. again on PS, PS on my PS4 Pro. Something happened. I couldn't just get. I couldn't get into it. Ah, uh, yeah, I get it. So now I, you're on, you're on PS5 now. I buy the PC version. Oh no, you you went to the PC too. Yeah, because it's literally two feet from my from my eyes. Hmm. Damn. And it's it's so good. Okay, so you've been playing through the PC, not the PlayStation version, then, like more most recently. Yeah, um, I'm level twelve. Oh, okay, that's a decent decent I, progress then. I just finished uh, the side the side quest with the cauldron. Oh, okay. Whew. And I'm pretty much where I'm pretty much like I'm where I was at, at like at the farthest out like compared to my PS4 save. So, hmm. okay. and I don't, I don't know what, you, what everyone is freaking out about it or the, what those douchebags are freaking out about it with Aloy's. Um, oh, Peach Fuzz. That or the uh, repel down animation, because that thing is. Yeah, that was a silly critique people had. Quite honestly, I don't understand. I think that was just part of, you know all the all the little trolls and console warriors on the internet say that about every game that comes out as soon as they see a reused animation from the last game or a low resolution texture or something like that 
they're always quick to be like, oh, man, what what happened? Oh, lazy developers. And it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of how video games are made. But eh, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm playing like obviously I'm playing playing this game to get to play hard to from my here. Forbidden West does a good job of like recapping what happened in the first game. Yeah. But True. I still want to have that. I want, I want since I couldn't have that. Like the you'll catch every uh, since I, I want I want to catch every Easter egg, every piece of lore, and I try not to, would try not to do what what happened with uh, Ratchet uh, last year. Oh, where you just played it, not knowing everything. Yeah, yeah. God, there there's a lot of Ratchet lore <laughs> leading up to Rift Apart. I don't blame me for just skipping. Most people did, I'm sure. Plus and you'd have to go back to the PS3. I was just, uh, I think it's the real reason I started playing. The, like, I went, started going back to playing the game. Uh, Ashley Birch on TikTok. Oh yeah, she's hyping it up and everything. Yeah, like she just put a, like put out of it. Or she, I shared. I yeah, you shared one with me. I saw that and I was like, "Yep, that's me." Yeah, it's like her, her, but the SNL intro playing. Mm-hmm. Like just politely waving and just bowing and saying like telling my family that i love them or something and i'm not gonna see them for not i'm not gonna see them for like a month yep (laughs) i was like that's fucking me i took off uh from work for the day after the game comes out because i'm definitely i'm all about that man It's, it's about to fucking happen yeah i'm i made the mistake of buying dying light 2 again wait did you buy it on pc again yeah (laughs) <laughs> why i have I, I have poor management skills with my money is this just a fomo thing or are you really trying to have fun because i thought you weren't into the zombie stuff so ironically i'm um, the pc version which i have since refunded because it, it, it refuses to run on my hardware okay one weird choice i'm gonna let you continue <laughs> i had installed a mod that re, re that Brought back in the dev mode, or like options, or the dev the dev mode list. Mm-hmm. So I pause the game. I see all these different like the the debug mode. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't have this much power. <laughs> uh, so what a fun PC gaming thing. <laughs> yeah, but playing honestly, playing on PS Five is. Actually, my, uh, is I'm having more fun with the PS5 version than I am with than I had with the PC version. Okay, that's good. Thank God. <laughs> but I, the TikToks I see of people reacting to certain moments in the game. Oh, like when people get thrown against the car. Not to be specific. No, um, the chase stuff. Oh, okay. With the with the twenty eight days later theme playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that stuff at all, but well, I, I got an idea. I, I normally I wouldn't say to search it out, search this stuff out, but I kind of I I highly recommend recommend it because it's first you have the game itself, then you have the music, then you have the person reacting. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to check this out. I mean, I, I've already said I do want to play Dying Light 2 at some point, but I just got the feeling that's going to hit a good 20 or 30 bucks by the end of the year, so might as well wait. 
Plus, I'm not going to care about that story <laughs> by the time I play it. I don't care about Dying Light or Dead Island story. So, which, by yeah, the but, way, that's um, apparently still alive, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but going back to uh, Horizon, mm-hmm. I forgot how much I love that world. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great world. <laughs> now, do you think you're going to? Well, let me ask this. You're, you're playing through Horizon. Are you trying to beat it before the game comes out or are you just trying to beat it first and then you'll just get to the next one whenever it comes because if you're trying to play you said what you're level 13 uh 12 12 12 if you're trying to play from 12 right now all the way before are you trying to beat the game before friday i don't know if that's gonna happen chief so like are you oh, just no 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 i have no intention of sp- okay. speeding through the game i'm level 12 but the the exact mission like main mission i'm up, up to mm-hmm. is um has to do with the, the day tower oh okay yeah so i'm i'm mainly i honestly i spend more time with in the game in the game just screwing around uh killing robots mm-hmm. and i i don't know why but there's just something about it that feel that just feels like i have a better sense of the game yeah I mean, now there's no threat. Hopefully, there's less of a threat, at least, of you know your save not moving from something or something corrupting. <laughs> if you're on PC, you're more in control of all that stuff, it seems. So, fingers crossed on that. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I, I, I want, I want to beat Horizon so I can get to God, get back to God of War. My God, you're in PC heaven right now with all these ports. Yeah, and hey. Less than less than a week until uh, those Steam Deck orders go live. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I mean, obviously we're not. I mean, we're not getting any in the first wave, but like, come quarter two, <laughs> I after, am fucking there after Q two. Uh, well, yeah, after Q two. Good point. Come like November. Oh, it's fucking on, y'all. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, I I'm I'm glad you're enjoying Horizon. I mean, that is a great game. Um, I've been trying to i haven't been trying to think about what i think about horizon i my thoughts on horizon have been set in stone for zero dawn at least but i'm starting to realize i think how people wait before i say this are you a lord of the rings guy i own the i own the theatrical film versions the extended versions i own i own some of the games a fan yeah Okay. All right. Well, I'm still going to say what I'm going to say, but this isn't meant to be quite as aggressive of a diss as it might come off. But I, I've been known as been saying I, I'm someone who just doesn't dig Lord of the Rings. I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, but I think what other people see in Lord of the Rings, like the wonder of its world and the fascinating like fantasy elements and inner politics of that world, I think what people like about that is what I like about Horizon. I think Horizon might be my Lord of the Rings. Long story short, which feels wild to say, but hey, man, <laughs> that's I mean, just what I'm feeling. Is is that blasphemous at all? No, I mean, everyone literally everyone has a right to their to their opinion, even if they're terrible people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say even if they're wrong. <laughs> no, um, ironically, I had the. Uh, I, I just kept every time I, I was playing the game, I couldn't stop thinking of Far Cry Primal and how this does 
a better job of, be, of being Far Cry Primal than Far Cry Far Cry Primal does. Wow, uh, I didn't didn't expect that at all. Far Cry Primal, you know what? Far Cry Primal is probably the best podcast game of all time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I I played that game throughout a semester back in college, and it was just so fun, just turning off the audio and just collecting everything, clearing the map, blah blah blah, getting the platinum. That was a really good time. But like. I think you're right in that it's it's doing a similar like wilderness aesthetic and those type of armaments where Far Cry Primal was way too grounded. It was trying to be way too realistic. The fact that they didn't even speak English, like they were going for a different vibe where here it's like, okay, this is this is a lot more fantasy like and more grounded in our reality than a fake reality. Yeah, except for the guy who has a southern accent. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, I forget about that. I mean, hey, they might. You need to play more of the game. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, that might be justified, but I don't know how I can explain that without talking about things that happen in the game. Play that game. Uh, f- play the rest of it, because w- what people have been talking about for the reviews of uh, Forbidden West is that it creates a completely different new story where the first game feels like its own thing. It feels like Horizon could have started and ended with the first game because it's wrapped up so perfectly and all of the questions of the world are answered perfectly in that first game where the second game introduces a completely new threat. I think all the questions that you may or may not have right now are going to be answered by the game you're playing. And then later on, once you eventually have time and the desire also to get on this new one, it's going to be quite different. So I'm very excited to see how, what you think about the, uh, I was going to say Forbidden West. What do you think about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? And then later on to see what you think about Forbidden West, because it's going to be a good ass time. You're going to enjoy it. I can guarantee that. I think it was the X-Player review that went live recently. Mm-hmm. For Forbidden West or Zero Dawn? Uh, for Forbidden West. Okay, I'm a people uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that there are there's a long period of the game where the, the antagonists aren't even around. Hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's different. Hmm. Yeah, and they brought up. I forgot who, who it was specifically who brought it up, but they mentioned uh, Handsome Jack and Borderlands Two. Oh, like that type of thing. Well, yeah, like that's not the type of thing that's in Forbidden West, but it just from from yeah, from what I'm positing, if one of if the antagonist was keeping in contact that way while maintaining a presence, hmm. But who, who am I to say anything because I have not finished the the first game? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, hey, I'm more I... qualified to to talk about aliens, colonial marines. <laughs> Hey, from one mediocre shooter and crossfire to another. So I guess we're on theme for this episode. But um, from those games that we've been playing, let's talk about some games that we certainly have not been playing, but hopefully we'll be playing very soon. So let's go ahead and get on to the topic of the show here. Um, Here's what we're going to do here. Like I said, it is pretty much the calm before the storm. Uh, Sifu is already out, and I know Pokemon came out. We already got some big hitters for the year. Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2 as well, but I think, would it be fair to say that Dying Light 2 
is a heavy hitter, but it's definitely not a game of the year candidate, right? Uh, no, it's more of a it's more of if I was gonna say it's more of a like a double A game. Yeah, that feels fair. Like a really good double A game, but double A nonetheless. I think of it more in the lines of the Shadow Warrior threes of the world than I do the horizons. That's just me though. But yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, Dying Light 2, also one that came out recently. Um, so we got a lot of uh kind of big games that came out in January. You know, even the smaller stuff, you know, your Windjammers 2, uh, your Uncharted Legacy of Thieves also, but stuff like Nobody Saves the World, uh, Shadow Man Remastered, uh, a lot of stuff uh came out. So there's already some games that have come out, but we wanted to go ahead and take some time here to look forward to the rest of 2022. And just make a little itinerary of stuff that we got our eye out on. This is really, really what I want this to be is what do we realistically think our time is going to be going to for each month for the rest of the year? Now, we're going to be using, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and include this in the comments as well. So you guys can follow along if you want to. But really, this is just a good resource for people who play a lot of games like we're about to um game informer does a big ass list of everything coming out in the year so if you want to go ahead and look at that list that will be in the description i'll have that in the show notes but we're going to be referring to it here for this conversation and i will say after we get out of like like may is the last month on here that has several releases confirmed for it after that there's like one or two games confirmed for every month for the rest of the year and then just a big ass list of unconfirmed games <laughs> like games that are set for this year but don't have a specific month yet so we're going to be going through all that stuff as we talk and then once we get to those later months we'll kind of just like put a game or two from the bottom list in there and figure it out from there so let's go ahead and start with uh well we've already done january january is already behind us i'm gonna ask you al do you want to start with february because i feel like i know what we're both focusing on mostly for february <laughs> i mean we've already talked a little bit about horizon forbidden west so i'll just keep that thread moving on horizon is going to be the main game i'm focusing on for the rest of the month come friday that's all i'm gonna fucking play <laughs> i mean i want to say horizon yeah which i i don't necessarily expect you to say horizon because you're still playing the original well how how long is how long would you say the first horizon is or Ooh. more actually this would be this would be much easier what's the level cap level cap is 50 okay um well actually it might be 40 without the dlc without the frozen wilds dlc which okay I don't, because the yeah. pc version has that included okay in that case yes level 50 and i'll say let me actually go back to the game i'll pull it up on my uh exophase page real quick I remember I platinum the base game without the DLC. I platinumed it back in the day in 50 hours. It was like 50 hours and four minutes. It was something very almost on the nose. Um, but looking back at it, after I played the DLC, I put in 71 hours total in that game. And so that's after the DLC, and I didn't platinum the DLC. I didn't do everything you could do in the DLC. I just beat the main story there and skedaddled. So if you're wanting to just run through the story, it might take you like, I'm going to say 25 to 30 hours. Sounds about right. Um, if you just want to mainline it and you've already put in probably about five or so of those hours from the sounds of it. 
So you might be able to hop on Horizon within this month, but in all likelihood, I wouldn't go in expecting that. I don't think you're probably going to get to that until March or April, possibly, which is fine. You know what else you can play? How about some Kingdom Hearts Cloud version on the Switch? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They we those uh, ports all did come out on February 10th. So if you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan and for some reason you really want to play this PS2 game on hardware that can run a PS2 game, but through the cloud, um, then feel free to do that. But yeah, I think for the month of February, Horizon's going to be the main one getting my attention. But like I said, I'm already touching a little bit of crossfire x um i would love to try out some sifu uh especially alex last episode was really talking some good stuff about sifu and makes me want to try it out but i'm a little intimidated by something very difficult like that i i really got to get over that intimidation of difficulty because it's keeping me away from returnal it's keeping me away from a couple of other really fun games that i'd probably enjoy but um I'm going to get to Sifu later. Ali Ali World, I think I would enjoy too, but that's later. And, uh, ooh, I, I already have these games. I haven't touched either of them because I really don't need to. But over on Stadia, my pro subscription got me free copies of Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm remastered. And that came out at the beginning of the, uh, uh, excuse me, beginning of the month. So um, I don't think I'll revisit it. But it's cool that I have that. Uh, Al, they, I know you're a big Life is Strange fan. They should have just called that Prepare to Cry Edition. Prepare to Cry Edition. Holy shit. You are on fucking fire. This is that was a good one. I like that a lot. Uh, if we if we named our episodes like Giant Bomb, that's what the title of it would be. Prepare to Cry Edition. Yeah, God so. Damn. Yeah, because this also, that, that whole thing sounds from a YouTube comment I saw on the playstation version like the play, official playstation trailer mm -hmm. of the collection before it got delayed yep other games <laughs> we we did all this to upgrade the experience don't uh don't nod we're gonna make the characters you can but you can now see your characters true emotions <laughs> finally facial animations for the first time <laughs> but i've i've been i've been seeing some negativity towards the remastered collection really what's the controversy um probably i think it had it had to do with taking the game from what how it how it looked back in 2014 2015 to how to the changes made hmm. and like possibly losing losing some of the charm it had ah where the jank that you might have come to love isn't there anymore in the shinier version yeah yeah, well, I, I get that a little bit, especially as someone who's a fan of jank sometimes in games. I, I understand that, but like, come on. Life is Strange 1 released on the PlayStation 3. Like, we're on PlayStation 5 now. It's about time. I think that's fair. We're on Switch, and True Color still hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's true. Actually, that's neither, 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 neither games have come out yet on Switch. The Switch, man, I'm telling you, they need that Switch Pro. Or else it's going to come out in the cloud version. <laughs> hey, man. Well, well, we'll see what happens with that one. Hopefully, they're still working on it. Well, I'm sure they're still working on it, but hopefully it comes out within a reasonable time frame. So uh, there, be on the lookout for that. There is a game I wanted to try to spend, get some time in, get mm -hmm. some time in with. Yeah. Uh, Old Republic, like more, more so the legacy of the Sith expansion. Oh, from February? Yeah, it actually it literally dropped yesterday. 
Oh wow, I didn't know it came out. Yeah, came this... on you game informed for not having that. <laughs> yeah, this is like the big big shakeup. Mm-hmm. And that you can have they're they're unrestricting uh the the character exclusivities. Oh, so okay. like you can have different com- combat stances or combat elements. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly like to give have some like cross pollination stuff. Oh, okay. It's pretty neat. Also, the 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 cinematic that they released that EA released yesterday. Pretty epic, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's it, despite it being by the same by, by the people who made the like, like despite it being made by Blur, who has done every cinematic trailer for uh, Sotor. That's for sure. Like my brother was in the room with me talking to me about something. I put it on. He's like, they need to release this as a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think they say that for every blur trailer they make for, uh, for, I was about to say Spider-Man. Good God for star Wars. <laughs> so yeah, I can totally respect that. Oh boy. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff in February that we're definitely looking out for. And neither of us even said the words Elden Ring. So that lets you know just how packed this month is and is going to continue to be. Um, and when Elden Ring drops, I do want to maybe get some people on the show just to talk about it a little bit because I don't care, but I feel like people listening might care a little bit. So I will probably give that give some people a chance to talk about it here. Um, but I'll report back to that when I have those plans set in stone. But um, that's for February. Now let's look at March. March has a lot of titles here that are, you know, going to be God. I, why am I getting a phone call in the middle of this? I muted my phone, though. So you didn't hear it ring at the very least. So I'm making progress. Um, the vibrations. Ah, oh, well, the vibrate. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm halfway there, damn it. Um, all right. So looking at March here, there's a couple of interesting ones. You got. Uh, I'm for some reason I'm interested in Elix too. Guarantee you, I won't play it, but I hope that game comes out good because it's just a janky RPG. But people like the first one weirdly, so maybe it'll turn out well uh far changing tides drop it on game pass at launch so i think i want to try that out it looks interesting shadow warrior 3 i think is going to be the main one in february that i'm probably going to jump into the most uh it's between that and all the way down here at the bottom of this list kirby and the forgotten land um both of those I'm very, very excited for. Shadow Warrior 3. I've talked about it before. Shadow Warrior 2 is my favorite looter shooter of all time. Uh, and it doesn't look like Shadow Warrior 3 is quite trying to be a looter shooter again. But it looks like it's still going to be a very fun, very solid single-player campaign. So I look forward to see what they do with it. Uh, and then for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, I've already glowed up Kirby a lot in the last episode. I, I've always liked the character of Kirby, but his games just never really spoke to me but this one like i said it looks like new super lucky's tale a whole lot and i really like that vibe so i think i'm gonna hop onto it whether or not i will hop onto it at launch we'll see if i'm feeling dropping 60 bucks at launch for a nintendo game even though those games are probably 60 bucks for longer than other games are but we'll see about that but now that i'm looking at it there's actually a lot like i do even the ones that I didn't talk about, like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I'm sure that will be a fun game that I will enjoy. I just don't think I'll play it that month. Uh, same thing for Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. I think that's, I really enjoyed the demo for that game. I had a great time with just playing it. 
don't know if I'm going to hop on it at launch because I do think that's going to be a cheaper game down the line, but I think it's going to be fun. And there's a whole bunch of other ones here. And I see one game here that I don't think... I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to talk about it. So I'm just going to shut up and see what you got to say. So what what do we have in this March section that you're looking into? So before I mention the game that Sean Lobby said, considering it has the first ever episode of Players Club started oh. with me learning, like just yelling that I gave this game a, an F. Yep. First, ironically, the first, first review to go live when I didn't know how to how to shield the site from being viewed. <laughs> I, I feel I, that. I do, I, I do want to say that I think you're going to like Weird West. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, it's it's another. It's also by it's also a Devolver joint. Oh, okay. And I mean, that's a Game Pass joint, so I might try it out. Or at least I think it's on Game Pass. I have access to it somehow. <laughs> uh, the game you are but the game you're referring to is WWE 2K22. Which yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. I mean, they took off a year, but I don't know if a year is enough for the mess that was the last game. Not just that. They took off they took a year off and they cut like they released like 80 people. Oh, really? Jesus. So they wiped away a lot of the team that was already making progress. Oh, no, no. I mean the actual performers. Oh, the roster got cut down by 80? Yeah. Wow. In that case, maybe they're going back to basics. Maybe if they have less to work if they have less to work on, maybe what will come out will be better. Well, fingers crossed. They claimed it was budget cuts, but they grossed a billion dollars over <laughs> over the last year. Good point. I mean, I feel like that's every company. They're like, oh, man, we got to make all these cuts because of the budget. And then they re- they report record profits. I feel like that's literally every company of the last like year and a half. And there's also the recent thing that happened where they renamed uh, a, there's a there's a wrestler uh, who's from Austria named uh, Walter. Walter. Interesting and, name. And they renamed him to Gunther Stark. <laughs> Gunther Stark. And it's not it's not that the name is bad. It's like Tony's Dutch cousin or something. <laughs> no, even worse. Oh no. Gunther Gunther Stark was a he was a member of the German army during World War II. Oh my Christ. He specifically working in U on uh in U boats. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, I honestly I wanna play it because it because I want to, there's a, I want to try to get see if, if Josh can, me and Josh can do a series where we would like to use, do competitive GM mode. Mm. Hey, that might be fun, but also, God, that's one hell of a storyline. <laughs> Good God, I mean, the game itself might be. There's a chance that it could be decent. This is the best chance that has had to be a good game in a while. So perhaps they'll do it. They yeah, had time. Uh... Just don't know if they had the talent because didn't what is it terminal velocity? Who who originally worked on these games? <laughs> terminal velocity. I know that is not it. I know. No, they make they made the Ghostbusters game. That's it. God damn it! I knew they did some license work. Um, 
uh, Ukes uh, made the, <sighs> all the pre- prior. Uh, they made two uh, K. They made Smack. They did Smack the SmackDown series all the way to two K nineteen, which was the last one I I liked. Yeah. Oof. Well, yeah, Visual Concepts is the people behind the WWE games now, um, which is, I think that's what I was thinking, Visual Concepts, Vermo, the other one I said. Um, in any case, yeah, I mean, they might not have the talent, but maybe they had enough time this time to be able to fill the gaps that the old developer was able to do. So, fingers yeah. crossed on that. Just like another thing. Mm-hmm. They... They're they're using the same tech that they use that the NBA two K like for NBA two K with like the face oh. scanning. Okay, might be promising. So there there are, there are certain people like certain uh, wrestlers who, who there are some who look okay and some look, look some that look effing great. Hmm. Seems like they didn't all get face scans. Maybe. No, it's just uh, okay. Uh, the biggest the biggest big example of. Uh, while I look, while I look this up, uh, feel free to move on because there. I think someone at Ukes is a fan of uh, Giant Bomb. Oh, really? <laughs> but not not Ukes. Uh, vi- vi- visual virtual concepts concept, or visual concepts? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what that means. All right, I'm gonna let you look that up while I talk about a couple more games here um we'll move on to the next month in just a second but i will also give a shout out to i mean gran turismo 7 i'm sure that's going to be a big title even though i don't really care um aztec forgotten gods i keep forgetting that that game's about to come out and i was very excited for that one when i saw the trailer for it it looks like it's going to be a really fun kind of like indie action game so looking forward to that one and also i'll give a shout out to this one ghostwire tokyo they just revealed the release date on that one, and that's coming out at the end of the month, same day as Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and Kirby the Forgotten Land. So, twenty March twenty fifth is going to be the new Doom and Animal Crossing come out on the same day. <laughs> so I can't wait to see pictures of Kirby swallowing Tiny Tina whole in Tokyo, which might be a cursed image. Uh, what the? Whoa! <laughs> what is this photo? <laughs> okay, so the Dusty Roads is considered one of the greatest of all time and the big boss man to quote Alex Navarro uh, in 2019 literally while while I was working on the website that's that's not big boss man that's Ryan Davis <laughs> and honestly it is oh my god <laughs> yeah that's right on the money holy hell Sounds like that. It, but it's not Uncanny Valley, but it looked like somebody that I. Yeah, and then and just to, just to uh, run home, run home, run home the uh, the whole thing. Jeff uh, Gersman was uh, he joined in on the quick look because it was a G- giant Balmese thing, and he was he was joining in from the West Coast, and he just got he just responds he responds to what Alex said with like. To be fair, was there even a difference? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Giant Bomb. They have some fun over there. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's one hell of a game. We'll see We'll see if this new one ends up being anything worth mentioning. But uh, time will tell on that one. Uh, speaking of time, on to April, uh, where 
there's substantially less things to talk about here for April. Um, really, there's there's only one thing on this list that I care about, and I'm betting there's one main thing that you care about here as well. Uh, similar to MLB, or God, I already spoiled it. Similar to <laughs> WWE, MLB The Show is coming out in April, and hopefully this one's a good one. Um, how are you feeling? Like, I know we got the Switch port coming this year as well, so it's stacking up at yet another platform on top of last year. You think this one has a chance that Sony San Diego kind of knows what they're doing now and maybe it'll add a couple more extra features rather than just putting the same game everywhere? Or do you think the Switch is going to stretch them out even a little bit further? I am I'm, I'm even more worried than I was when it was announced that, like when the multi-platform stuff got announced. Mm-hmm. And not even, not even because I didn't, I'm not like, because... Oh my God! It's coming to Xbox. That's that's going to be the death of it. I I'm wor- I was just worried that, and I I was just worried that it was going to like th- things were going to diverge where it could have been going if it was if it's if it stayed PlayStation exclusive. Ah, okay. And I death. yeah, and it the the version of the game I I pre-ordered on Xbox is the day one version. Like literally April first, it's you get it. Like it's four day access, like four four day or early access. Yeah, yeah. And like I also did that so I get I could get the Xbox One version for when I'm playing on the the, the bigger TV downstairs. Ah, okay. So you can double it up if need be. Yeah. Uh fair enough. If you check the uh, chat, like the main chat. Mm-hmm. Opening up now. We'll see here. I just simply posted salt is being created at a yearly high. Oh, <laughs> and a certain site said that that franchise mode doesn't matter to Sony. Damn, that's about to be a problem. And then, and then the just the gall of the whole thing. Ooh, someone compared the, them to like is the they announced this morning that. Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau were going to be added to the game or added to MLB 22. Yeah. As legends this time. Oh, okay. That's good. Ish. <laughs> yeah. And someone just compared it to, they compared MLB 22 to, uh, I think, Major League Baseball, like, like, Either Major League Baseball themselves or Rob Manfred, saying they don't they don't care about the fans; they just want money. They they hate they hate baseball. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh goddamn it! God damn it! What what happened? So the tech test is literally when the tech test is live on X on PS PlayStation and Xbox, and Uh-oh. it's not on Switch, which is where I where I checked it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, can I can I take out of this episode? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, you you probably know what MLB plays like. Well, no. I mean, I I will say that the one the one thing I do like, there it's it's open for everyone. No need to, no need to have to do like a running man type of like kill 500 people and mm-hmm. get the high score. Yeah. And, just and, and they're relax. even allowing uh, gameplay to be captured and shared. 
damn. See, maybe that's why it's not a Nintendo, because if you're doing a bait on Nintendo, they will literally come to your house and steal your dog if you try to put any footage of an early Nintendo game. You saw the they, they have an NDA for the uh for the Nintendo Switch Sports beta that's happening as well. And they're like, yo, you can't record any of this. You can't talk about this nowhere. This shit didn't happen. And it's like, why have but you're talking this? about it? Exactly. Like, why have this tech test at all? If the if it's not to just like you're testing things, yes, but also this is also a little bit of a commercial, my guy. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, can I just quickly just say explain the different stark contrast in last year versus this year? Oh yeah, please, please. So last year they, I signed up for both versions at at the time, the PlayStation Xbox version of of the uh, tech test. Yep. Yep. It turned prior to that, it was just a normal thing. I turn, I turn on LV twenty one tech test. It looks like, it looks like, um, like the the stock photo, stock video screen. Mm, yeah, <laughs> where this, where like it's plastered with uh, logos, like, and not just any any random thing. Your your uh, gamer tag. Yeah. Uh huh. Like just like so, in case something got gets out, they can find the person who did it because it's, there's no removing it. Yep, I've I've been in betas like that too. And I was like, wow, they really went one way and then just immediately back that f up. I mean, I'll say this right now, I I still don't think I'm going to talk about it because there is a chance that this game might come out one day, even though it's looking less and less likely by the month, but. When I was in the X Defiant beta, they did the exact same thing. Where if you tried to even record gameplay, it would flash your gamer tag up on the screen in all different corners, so you couldn't just wipe it out. And it was kind of annoying, but also totally understandable. That's how you protect your IP and your secrets and all this other stuff. So yeah. Then again, that didn't work because for uh, the Division Heartland, people share gameplay anyway. Is burned their account, so. <laughs> Uh, it can have an effect or not. You know, it just depends, I suppose. Hey, people, people, with all everything I just said, people still did that. <laughs> they, I still saw at least one video of someone, some some idiot streaming the whole thing, and people were like, "You're gonna get banned." Well, they they had to learn the hard way, I suppose. But or some people just never learn. So <laughs> it is what it is. But uh. I was about to say, speaking of people who level, who never, ugh, oh my God. You know what? I'm ignoring that transition. Um, the other game, or the game that I'm excited about in April, just looking at this list here, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I, I, have, I am notoriously weird with Lego. I like the idea of Lego games, but I never play them. <laughs> I played, what was it? I played Lego Superheroes, Lego Marvel Superheroes 1. I played that way back in the day on like PlayStation 3 with my little brother back when he was like 13, maybe 14. He was super young. Um, so I played that with him. And then since then, I've put in a couple hours into Lego Avengers on Vita. Uh, I've And then I've bought even more Lego games. I was into Lego Dimensions for a couple years. I have a lot of those figurines. Like I'm in the Lego canon, but I just don't play any of these games to completion. And I own like Lego City Undercover. I own Ninjago. I own a couple of Lego games, yet I don't play them. Anyway, long story short to say, 
that Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, it seems like they're bringing the Lego formula into the modern day. Seems like the combat in that game and just traversal seems like seems like it's going to play like a more slightly more complicated, but also slightly more modern playing game. And I'm very excited to see what that means for the franchise. Um, I'm very excited to play it. I'm not even a Star Wars person, but just what this as a Lego game has me excited more than it as a Star Wars game. So can't wait to see what's up with that one. There, that and also the fact that they're they're expanding what we saw, what everyone saw in the theaters, and like oh, they're Finn, adding more plot. Yep, yeah, uh, Finn is getting more uh, stuff to do. Ooh, see, I liked Finn, so that might make me like Star Wars more. <laughs> yeah, he he got done dirty by uh, Dude, Disney. Finn got done so dirty; it makes me so upset whenever I think of that. But yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they add and change some things more to make that movie or just to make that franchise a little bit less frustrating. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how many liberties they're allowed to take. But uh, in any case, that's pretty much all of April. You know, there's a bunch of switch ports that they have listed here. Uh, your 13 Sentinels, your De- Ar- Zombie Army 4 Dead War. And then switch ports does come out this month as well, as well as Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, but I don't care about any of that. So I'm going to slide on to May because May has some other games here. I'll say one. for me, oh. it only has one game. I think it only has one for me, too. Uh, let me guess. Is it Forspoken? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Forspoken's the main one I'm interested here, too. Um, and it's weird because now that I'm looking at it in this calendar, May doesn't seem that far away. And it is the end of May. But I feel like we still need to see more gameplay of this game. Because I could, I still couldn't tell you what the combat in this game is. I yeah, tell you what, yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because I think we've talked about this on a different piece of content, but like whenever I see gameplay of this, it's always you know the main character jumping over a bunch of buildings, sprinting super fast. It looks like some like infamous neon power type stuff, uh, which looks really cool and really fun. But then there's supposed to be combat, and all the combat is just a big open field with a bunch of like zombie looking enemies, and I'm like. Is that it? It's either that or like a one-on-one boss fight. And I just don't understand what this game is going to play like in its combat system. So uh, hopefully we get like a good state of play where they can deep dive into it or just like a really big trailer. Uh, I I just want to see more of that game. And I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. But I have some reservations on the moment-to-moment combat for for the rest of the game because reversal looks solid uh characters look solid the world looks solid but need a little bit more need a little bit more yeah it should be good uh let's see what else here Uh, the other stuff they have listed for may there's not too much else here salt and sacrifice got a date recently which is the sequel to salt and sanctuary back on the playstation 4 and vita if you remember that system uh which did have a 10th birthday as well happy birthday to the vita shout out to the homie I uh, got mine right here. Actually, no, it's not. It's not on the table. Oh, it's over by the bed because I was playing it in bed the other day. So, yeah, shout out to the homie. But I've, um, got, I've got my one, uh, my Vita, my launch Vita. That's Fubar. Ah, damn. That's a damn shame. Hey, my Vita was Fubar as well. In fact, thanks for reminding me because kind of funny was asking for submissions for their little Vita birthday stream to do it next week. I need to tell them the story about when I dropped mine in the cooler and didn't beat Guacamelee for two years because of it. Um, <laughs> oh boy, fun, fun time. Shout out to Miss Campbell at Latin Camp. Uh, anyway, 
Um, so yeah, for the month of May, Forspoken is really the only one I care about. There is Master uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. I'm interested in. I don't think I'm interested in playing it that month. I just want to see it come out and want to see what the hell it is because I think they've already said this is like a RPG. It's more of a classical like when you think of vampire the masquerade it's that type of game first person rpg make choices blah 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 but i'm not sure this doesn't seem to be the vampire masquerade bloodlines 2 that they've talked about this is like an in-between game so i want to see if this hits with people i want to i want for some reason i want vampire the masquerade to be a thing because i feel like it wasn't a thing for so long then they announced bloodlines 2 and everyone got excited then bloodlines 2 took forever and so now they're desperately just trying to make it a thing. They have that multiplayer battle royale that's supposed to be coming out on PlayStation 5 as well, Blood Hunt. So I want that franchise to be a thing. Uh, even if I have no stock in it, it just it feels like that deserves to be a thing. So hopefully people enjoy Swan Song. Uh, and it's coming out at a discount price. It's, it's $50 instead of the typical 60 So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then you also have, you know, your two-point campus, which is a day one Game Pass release, I believe. And also Evil Dead the Game. Uh, which seems like another Friday the 13th like, but this time it's Evil Dead instead of Friday the 13th. So if you're a fan of that series, Yahoo. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what else they got. Also, Sons of the Forest they have listed. I'm not sure what that is, but it's on PC on May 20th. So shout out to that. Um, I, I want to say that's the sequel to the, uh, the Forest game. Oh, oh, like the, like the, the one kind that's of always survival? getting. Huh? Like the horror survival game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same font, Sons of the Forest. You're correct. Yes, yeah, a sequel to that. So interesting. That will definitely make some type of waves then. So looking forward to that one. And I clicked off the godforsaken page on accident. So I'm waiting for it to load. <laughs> All right. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks like there's still, it looks like, uh, what I said about only 21's tech test. I was wrong about. Oh, no. What, what was it? Uh, the way the shutter the shutter stock effect, as I'm calling it. Ah, okay, okay. That's not quite the case then. No, I mean it's the same as last year. Oh well, shit. <laughs> In that case, not much new to report then. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll slide on to the next month then. And this next month is looking a little bit sparse. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, in the month of June, we're at now. We have Spellforce three. Reforced. We have Mario Strikers Battle League, and we have Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Um, I don't know what these games are. <laughs> well, I know what these games are, but I'm not excited about them. Uh, Muso Fire Emblem doesn't really rustle my jimmies much. Mario Strikers Battle League is a game I could I could find fun in, but I am also uncertain if. I will. I, I'm not going to pick it up at launch. I know that for a fact because I'm just not a big not a big sports person, nor am I a big Mario person. So I'm just not the target demographic. But that's going to be a big release in June. And I feel like June's going to be pretty light on releases in general just because, you know, it's E3 season. A lot of devs are going to be worried about putting together their vertical slice rather than putting out an actual full game. So I think during the summer, it's going to be pretty light. And this is going to be a time to catch up on a lot of stuff, maybe. So because we talked about what March and April have a bunch of games we're interested in. So we'll have plenty to play. We'll have plenty to play. Are any of these three you're super excited about or skedaddle on to the next month as things uh, get more dire? <laughs> honestly, June and July 
have nothing. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just gonna probably lump July right in there. Like July has uh Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series on Switch and also Live a Live, which is the game that just got announced at the Nintendo Direct. Neither of those I'm interested in either. So I'm right there with you. June and July are both looking pretty dry. I'm sure some games will be announced to come out during that time frame, but right now, not much. We're gonna get into the unannounced stuff, which is a big ass list, and you know, we'll have a couple more things to pick through, but We'll we'll slide through the rest of these because now we're getting to the point where the rest of these months have like one game listed <laughs> or or maybe two, but most of these are just one. So let's actually just run through these. Uh, August, this is the big one that I'm waiting for uh, for shit the rest of the year, not just August. Uh, Saints Row, the reboot of Saints Row comes out August 23rd. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, I've been playing the series, uh, replaying the series actually, but playing saints row one for the first time and i'm playing that leading up to this reboot i think this reboot's gonna be fun we'll see how good it is but i can almost guarantee it will be fun to play my biggest concern that gameplay wise it looks more like agents of mayhem than it does saints row but agents of mayhem was fun it just lacked the personality so i'm sure that they'll bring the personality to saints row to match it excuse me so yeah looking forward to that one are you looking forward to saints row at all or is that just a just another video game to you. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm more interested in that than I was uh Saints Row Get of Hell and in 4 or in Agents of Mayhem. Agents of Mayhem because I consider that game part of the universe since uh Pierce and uh Johnny Gatteron. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is part of the universe, but like will it get referenced in the reboot? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how like how faithful they're going to be to that to the Gat of the Hell ending. You know what? I forget what the Gat of the Hell ending is. Okay, um, I can actually, I can actually recap it. Recap it. Wow. Okay, please <laughs> jog my memory. So, for those who haven't played Gat of the Hell, uh, the boss is pulled into like a portal opens up. The boss gets sent to hell. To marry the devil's daughter. Oh yeah. So you play as Johnny got going after it, trying to save the boss, and yep, you run into some characters from the past who are dead. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about and that. At the end of the whole thing, you have you have two options. You could be with um, Johnny's partner, who he from. From an was, older game, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, or you you can, and you know, this whole thing, this whole option, your two options you're getting, you're give, you're literally talking to God, who is voiced by Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so I I just loved it. I loved every bit of it. And he's like, I realized that, uh, or he mentions how busy the paperwork is up in heaven. <laughs> God. So much bureaucracy is in in the land of God. <laughs> yeah. So, if you choose the remake, the Earth ending, they they kind of they just retcon all of Saints Row Four effectively. Uh, not not really. They are as well. Actually, they kind of re- re- retcon everything. Damn. So they just go back to Saints Row One effectively. No, they actually have the Saints as cops. Or they have one character, I think either the boss or Johnny Gat as a 
as a, as a uh, detective. I remember that vaguely now that you're saying it. And um, the devil's the daughter of, of Satan, who is the same character. Like she's the leader of the organization and agents of mayhem. Wow. Okay. I'm. Are you telling me that in the Saints Row replay, I'm gonna have to go back and beat Agents of Mayhem? <laughs> oh no, that's that's like the that's just the optional. Like if you really want to do it, you can do that. I mean, in the spirit, I, I'm kind of make I'm I want to make like a a series of writings on this series in part because Noah called Will Gervais, who we were talking about also right before we started recording. Uh, he does these big long breakdowns of these video game franchises, and he's the person who played all. He played eight. He played enough Resident Evil games to make an eight-hour video about it. So if I'm going to do it for Saints Row, I feel like I should really go into every corner. Because if we're already playing through the mainline series and I'm already planning on playing God out of Hell, I feel like I can include Ages of Mayhem in there. Why the fuck not, you know? I mean, you could also... Are, wait, are you gonna, do, you plan on, do you plan on tackling the DLC for the games? That I might not do. That I might not do. Noah okay. does that also, but like, come on. <laughs> I have to draw the line. I'm just saying because there's a certain uh, there's a certain part of a certain DLC for Saints Row Four that would definitely help us out content wise around December. I know the one you're talking about, and I might be down to replay that just because. But I might try to replay it on a different uh, platform because I got all the trophies on PlayStation already. <laughs> but we'll definitely hit that up because I'd like to. I would like to save that holiday again. That was a fun DLC. <laughs> Also, yeah. Agents of Mayhem. Oh. Mm-hmm. Agents of Mayhem is sixteen and a half hours long. If you if you're just going through the main story, actually, sixteen and a half hours long isn't awful. <laughs> I could do it, um, but I I just vaguely remember there being some like if you want to upgrade your character, you really gotta like explore around the open world and do some side missions. And I remember those side missions being very tedious and boring. But I'll do it for the content. Damn it, I ain't above it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's and that's almost enough, or that's close to, if not over, certain. Like, Saints Row, Saints Row One is seventeen hours, three and four are are, are like covering around fifteen, fifteen and a half. Huh. Saints, Saints Row Two cool. is going to be the going to yeah. be the one that's the longest. You know what? I don't mind because Saints Row 2, especially compared to Saints Row 1, Saints Row 2 will be a little bit smoother to play, and I think I'm going to enjoy it just a little bit more than I'm enjoying Saints Row 1. Which I am enjoying Saints Row 1, but like it's a relic. <laughs> and I hope that there's something there's some in your rune piece. I hope there's something about gangsters, gangsters in space. Oh, yeah. That was DLC for 3, I want to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I, uh, I definitely yeah, there was a lot of fun DLC in three. I'm actually really excited to get to uh, Saints Row three because I played that so long ago. But I feel like with the remaster that they have, it's going to feel like a completely new game. So that's going to be really fun to get to once I do. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that one works. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, as we said, for August, Saints Row is the only game that they have listed and therefore also the only game I care about um for september and november you know we'll just go through the rest september we have test drive unlimited solar crown for november the only thing listed so far is starfield for november 11th which and for, i oh, added yeah? i'm gonna i'm 
I'm really excited for, for uh, Starfield. Same here. Because, like, everything I've been hearing about it is that it's all their skulls in space. Ooh. Which, if they, if they had said Fallout in space, that, would, that, that, that game already exists. That's just Fallout. <laughs> no, that's... Or Mothership Zeta or something. No, the Fallout, Fallout in space is Outer, outer Worlds. Shit, you're right. Yeah, with that type of humor and stuff. So I guess it's just a tonal difference then. Yeah, and from just from from the like the the rare sparse or or scarce or um, um scarce like info that's been that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm glu- I'm I'm glued to every piece of it. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be I'm pretty sure like in that drought during the summer where we're waiting on games to play. Pretty sure that's going to be a big game we'll be hearing a lot about. And I can't wait. You know, you know, they're going to do it. You know, they're going to be like, hey, what's up? We're we're Bethesda. We're going to show you this game for the next 45 minutes. And it's going to be a fucking wild ride. Can't wait for it. That's going to be a great. We we need to try and live react to that because that's going to be fucking excellent. But yeah, I'm I'm also excited for Starfield. Uh, that's the only thing listed in November, uh, and then also December Stalker Two: Heart of Chernobyl coming December eighth. Apparently, I, I can't wait for that. I, I'm excited for that too, dude. Like honestly, November with Starfield and December with Stalker seems like those are going to be my two. Oh God, those are going to be my two main games. You can hear me, right? I didn't just unplug anything. No, I can I, I can hear you. All right, good. I yanked the wire by moving my foot, and I got really scared. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for both of those. Uh, I will also say, as we move into the yet-to-be-announced release date section, one game that got confirmed to be either... It's either going to be September, October, November, or December. Atomic Heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that one, they had a release window trailer, and it revealed that the month in which the game comes out will end in a ber so they're definitely trying to release it in the fall slash winter they're just giving themselves slack but whenever that comes atomic heart that's another one where like the world is gonna stop like i'm gonna keep it real with you if atomic heart comes out on the same day as starfield it won't but if it did i would be choosing atomic heart (laughs) same same with me but with uh if um i put it when i'm in my uh Top five of 2021, which you can read on VGU.tv right now. Ooh, plug, plug, plug. I literally ended the whole thing saying, uh, that's it. Or that's that's it, folks. And I said, I said something, 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 something. And if fall enough, if the Jedi Fallen Order sequel isn't not isn't out this year, I may have to cut a bitch. <laughs> I, I still don't think because didn't it come out? What? 2018, right? 2019. 2019 so what it would be 2019 end of 2019 it came out so 2020 2021 and then 2022 we really think we're getting that sequel that soon like three years less than three years really like i feel like that's super soon for a a a game that is supposed to be this triple a high polished thing like i think oh you did you literally just put up your top five as we're recording (laughs) No, no, it actually went up uh, five hours ago. Okay, I oh I pulled these links uh, like last night, so that's why I didn't see it on there because I was like that wasn't on the front page last time I checked. That's why. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling that Fallen Order gets announced this year. 
I have a feeling you'll see a lot of gameplay. I feel like it's going to be an early 2023 game. I, I just feel like it, it's going to be like a Horizon thing where they're planning on it to come out this year, but they're going to want a little bit more polish. Especially since Respawn is basically making every game EA does now. <laughs> and every Star Wars game. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that might that might complicate things. But yeah, as I was saying at the top of this uh, this conversation, yeah, Atomic Heart, whenever that comes out, that's taking over my life. And just to dig through, God, this to be announced section is so huge. Um, I'll just give a couple shout outs here because we are getting towards the end of the podcast anyway. I'll give a couple shout outs here of stuff that I'm excited for. Uh, and Al, stop me if you want to speak to your excitement about it as well. Um, uh, the first one I want to say, A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, I still got to finish Innocence. I played through a good chunk of that on PlayStation 5 and I will beat it before Requiem. Uh, but I really enjoy that game. I really enjoy the characters, and I think that's going to be another solid follow-up, and it will be on Game Pass at launch, so that's going to be another W for Game Pass and players like me. Um, Arcadegeddon, <laughs> I'll give a shout-out real quick, too. Um, people who don't remember it, it was, I think it came out during a state of play at PlayStation, uh, and it looked really interesting. Me and Blessing played it for a stream a while back, and honestly, I haven't picked it up since, but it is pretty fun. It's kind of like Risk of Rain, but with Ratchet and Clank weapons. So the weapons are a little bit goofier, a little bit more off kilter. And there are some like really cool competitive aspects of it as well that make it stick out. I don't think that game's going to make any waves when it comes out, but it is pretty fun. It is pretty decent. I don't know if I need to play it ever again, but I respect it. I respect that game quite a bit. And that's pretty much all I can say on it. Um, what what's the other one here? Arc Raiders. If you remember Arc Raiders from the Game Awards last year, that's supposed to be coming out this year. So I genuinely do not know if that's gonna actually come out this year, but um, because it looked really good. I still don't, it's supposed to be a free-to-play shooter as well. So like I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be, but I'm excited to learn more. Um scrolling down here, some more Bayonetta 3! Holy <laughs> shit! Let me not forget the Queen is back in 2022, and God only knows when it comes out, but whenever it does, it will be a national holiday. Fuck taking off a day like Horizon. I'm taking off a full week when that comes out. All right, that might be a little excessive because I can probably beat it in a whole day. But still, I'm excited for Bayonetta 3. That's going to be a game of the year no, candidate no, no. for me. Take the whole week off. Beat the game. If you beat it in one day one or two days, try to get the try to make Try to set, like set the bar to like m either match or exceed uh, the time lapse it took to beat it the first time, then the second time, and the third time. Oh my God, <laughs> I'll just keep while, speed running it while cosplaying as Bayo. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll say this on the podcast because substantially less people listen to the podcast and follow me on Twitter, so this might not bite me in the butt as quickly, but. I taught I did that whole bet thing about oh yeah I'll I'll wear the costume if if uh if if they announce it I probably will still wear the costume because I kind of wanted to for a Halloween uh costume last year so I might just do it anyway like you know I ain't gonna lie to you but I'm gonna wait to see when they announce Bayonetta three and then I'll get the costume hopefully it'll give me a good two months to order the costume and then get it and then decide if I need to lose weight. <laughs> So we'll see. They, I can put in my custom measurements, but like, I don't know how much they can measure for the gut. So we'll see. 
Um, but yeah, Bayonetta 3, super excited for. Uh, sliding through some more stuff here. Bright Memory Infinite is coming to consoles, which I'm playing it on PC, and it's a super short game also. So I don't know if that's going to make a lot of waves, but it will be on Game Pass, and it will be a fun thing to just run through real quick. Uh, what else we got here? God, there's a lot of games. I have no clue what the hell a lot of these are. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb looked really interesting, so shout out to that. That's coming out as well. Um, Destroy All Humans 2 remake that one's coming out as well this year which i totally forgot about i'm excited to play that but quite frankly i gotta play the original because <laughs> i still haven't played it i own it on playstation it's on game pass and i got it on stadia so like for the love of god i need to just put some time into that um sliding down some don't more. forget scorn oh did i pass scorn oh wait scorn i didn't pass it because it's an s and this is alphabetical but yeah i'm right there with you scorn i think that I, I don't like, have nightmares. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think that's why I'm excited for it. I don't like horror games, but Scorn looks so weird and unpleasant. It, it just looks gross and a gross horror. H.R. Giger is dancing in his grave. Yeah. H.R. Giger's quit rocking when he saw footage of Scorn from heaven. Like He's like, yo, this shit's lit. <laughs> he's coming out on stage like Snoop Dogg did at the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for Scorn. I, I think that's gonna be a fun little it kind of reminds me of what's that horror game that was just shock value the game? God, what is it? It it took place Agony. It reminds me of Agony, where I was never excited about Agony, but it was one of those games where it was just super fucked up and it just had a whole bunch of weird, horrible, gory shit. But it was kind of fascinating in that way. So I would watch video reviews about it, but I never actually wanted to play the game. Hopefully Scorn ends up being a better game than Agony ended up being because Agony was just all shock, no substance, and the gameplay wasn't even that good. Hopefully Scorn has decent gameplay. Hopefully Scorn has a decent story or something. Hopefully it's a little bit more than atmosphere because the atmosphere does look compelling. If not good, definitely compelling. Um, so yeah, looking forward to Scorn. Sliding through here. Uh, we already talked about Evil West. Evil West, right? No, that's Weird West. Evil West is the wild is the flying wild hog game. Oh my god, I forgot about this one. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Yeah, I think this one was it got announced, I think, at the Game Awards as well. And it looked like Van Helsing, but third person and melee based a little bit. Um, it looks very interesting. Flying Wild Hog, of course, is the developer of the the Shadow Warrior rebooted games. Uh Shadow Warrior 3 is coming out next month, so them putting out two games in one year seems a little bit crazy. That might get pushed back. We'll see. But yeah, I'm very excited to see what that game ends up being because uh, that development team is very, very good. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, sliding through here. Oh, of course, God of War Ragnarok. That's still supposed to be coming this year. I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one is going to be a banger. I just know that's going to be good it, to the point where like, I don't even want to like hypothetical talk about what it could be. I just want to I just want to play it and then have it be in the past. <laughs> I just want to see what it is rather than thinking about it. So can't wait till that one comes out uh, right beneath that. Goodbye, Volcano High. Remember this one? Oh, I, I, actually, I did for a moment for a moment. But once I once you said the name, I'll came flooding back and I'm more, I really want to play that game hell yeah man it it gives like just the art style of it looks really good it looks like just a straight up animated show or movie like it just looks very high quality in that way with some nice solid 2d animation 
but then it looks like it's going to be on some teenage angst shit and us being the life is strange dudes like we we love that shit so can't wait to see what that game ends up being as well um gotham knights also coming out oh man that i don't know i'm I'm excited for Gotham Knights, but I feel like I still need to see more of what that game is because it looks like. Tell me if this makes sense. Gotham Knights looks like multiplayer Batman Arkham through the lens of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, yeah. I actually I can't think of anything else now. Like regarding <laughs> that game. Yeah, because like I remember seeing the gameplay they first showed, and I was like, man, this looks like Assassin's Creed Odyssey just with multiplayers and you know arkham mechanics so uh i i think it'll still be good because arkham origins or sorry not origins i played origins but arkham odyssey looked really fun and from everything i hear it's pretty good for most people so i'm sure it'll be solid but we got to see some more of that game before it comes out because we're running out of time for some of these games to get some light shined on them but speaking of light you won't find a lot of light in grime which is supposed to be coming to switch <laughs> Um, and I'm just going to give Grime a shout out because I talked about it. It's one of my game of the years for uh, last year, and it was a Stadia console exclusive. So it's nice to see that it's finally coming to other consoles. Definitely play Grime. It's coming to Switch. It is a good game. Play that shit. And it's on Steam as well right now. So go ahead and try it out. Um, Gungrave Gore. Don't know what the fuck that game is, but I know Gungrave is a thing and it's cool that it's back. So shout out to Gungrave, I guess. Um, sliding through here, Hogwarts Legacy. It's a little, little bit of a. It's weird because you know Hogwarts, Harry Potter. We know who made that. All right, sorry about that, y'all. As soon as Craig heard me talking about J.K. Rowling, he was like, "Get the fuck out," <laughs> and just left the call. So, good God. Um, but yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. It looks like it's still going to be an interesting game to the point where the stuff that they're talking about around that game. It seems like it's just going to be a fun kind of open environment magic game in general and there aren't a lot of open worldish games that kind of have the vibe of a harry potter that like whimsy to it so i'm interested in it i don't want to go as far as to say i'm excited about it because i'm not a harry potter person at all but i'll keep my eye out for it and they're really trying to do everything they can to distance themselves from the jk rowling stuff to the point where you can be non-binary in the game and there's a lot of like options around gender when you're creating your character so um we'll see what that game ends up being it's going to be really hard to like completely cut that line off but you know god bless them for trying <laughs> i don't know al do you care about harry potter at all is legacy something you've thought about at all no um i don't really i, I don't want i don't want to support like i want to support it's it this just I'll 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 end up repeating the Activision stuff again. Yeah, where I want I want to like I want to pay money for so like the, so the, the developers and artists can get their the money they're they're earned or that that they that they deserve. Mm -hmm. but, but you don't want those cents going to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Well. Microsoft, if you want to acquire WB, <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's it's super uncomfortable, and even I don't like the idea of money going towards you know JK. For um, so we'll see how Legacy shakes out. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna hop on that this year, but it is interesting. I'll say that at the very least. Um, sliding down here, 
Ah, oh, damn. I thought Industria was on here. Uh, Industria is a little, it's an indie shooter that's, it's out on PC now. It's been out for a couple months now, but, uh, it's, it's kind of in the vein of like, a you are dead, uh, or not you are dead. You are, fuck, what is the name of the game? It's an obscure Russian game that released on PC only from Atari back in the day. You are alone, maybe? No way. What, what the, hold up. I'm going to look this up. God, I you are empty. You are empty. That's what it is. Uh it's like this weird like r- industrial shooter where everyone's dead and you got to find out what happened. People will compare it to like Half-Life 1 where you're just a loner shooting a bunch of robots and you don't know quite what's going on in the environment is telling you the whole story. That's supposed to be coming to consoles this year. <laughs> was the point of that diatribe. So, looking forward to that one. Um sliding through the rest of this list seeing if there's anything else i give shit about we've talked about a lot of this stuff already mario plus rabbit sparks of hope i'm not excited about it but i'm also interested in it i like mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle quite a bit i haven't beaten it but what i've played i actually enjoy it pretty pretty decently um so i think sparks of hope is going to be one that i'll enjoy as well but probably not jumping on it right at the beginning um also marvel's midnight suns I am very interested in this one. Uh, I know a lot of people are put off by the fact that it's like a card-based game, card-based strategy game, but as someone who likes Risk, or not Risk of Rain, uh, Slay the Spire, I am a big fan of these card-based games, and I think I will really enjoy it. It seems like they're adding some more narrative, kind of like Mass Effect-y or just Bioware-y type of uh, narrative conversations and choices too. So very excited to see what becomes of Marvel's Midnight Suns uh let's see once again stop me if you want to talk about any of this stuff we're we're almost done with this long ass section here um let's see back to the m's multiverses is also coming out from wb warner brothers their little smash brothers clone where all the wb franchises come together uh that's supposed to get its official release date this year uh so i'm looking forward to that neon white do you remember neon white at all no Neon White is the game from the Donut County developer, uh, and it's the first-person game where you pick up these cards, and every card is like a different weapon. They have like a pistol equivalent card, an assault rifle card, a shotgun card, or you can you can use it for damage, but you can also use it for movement. So I think I remember the gameplay demo vaguely but like the shotgun card you could either use it as a shotgun or you can use it as a double jump and then for the pistol card you could either shoot with the pistol or use it as a grappling hook or you know the smg card you could use it as an smg or you could use it as a dash like stuff like that where you'd have to make different choices between offensive and defensive i guess play so i'm interested in that one i i don't know if it will be satisfying the play but conceptually it looks very interesting, so I want to see what's up with that. Um, Open Roads, which <laughs> back to problematic developers again. Open Roads is one being created by uh, Fulbright, uh, the folks behind Gone Home and Tacoma. But there was a report that came out sometime last year where they have had a lot of problems with Open Roads, uh, specifically with Steve Saylor being a bit of a a burdensome leader to say the least um not quite listening to women in the workplace despite making a bunch of games about and around women and being the lead writer on them he isn't really taking the thoughts of women to heart and kind of making them not feel respected in the workplace so 
that's not good. So it 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 we have to wait to see if Open Roads is worth anything if that thing will even come out this year. But like, there definitely seems like there needs to be a little bit of a reckoning at Fulbright. Maybe Fulbright should have other people writing the games and not let it just be one dude who's just writing about girls to I don't know for whatever his motives are. But I don't want to judge too much because I'm just a dude. <laughs> But I will say Open Roads looked interesting. It looks like they had some really good voice talent, but hopefully the rest of the team under him can uh, do something with the mess he seems to be leading. So, yeah, I don't know about that one, but I'll give it a shout out here. But something more so I'm more solid about, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. Uh, Night School got bought by Netflix, so we'll see what happens with that game. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a banger. I'm pretty, a lot of people like oxen free and I still need to play oxen free. So uh big shout out to that one. I need to go ahead and check out that franchise. So um, I, I, from what I did play, I played about half hour, 40 minutes of the game. Hmm, good call. I really dig the style it has. Yeah. That's and what like attracts the, me to it too. And the way it makes use of the uh, face buttons of the, of the controller. <laughs> Respect that. I have to I have to play this game to get context of what you mean by that, but I'm sure I will enjoy it as well. Let's get around to it. And and that game goes on sale for like 97 cents on the PlayStation Store a lot. So maybe go ahead and try that one out. Um, though I will say maybe don't buy it on PlayStation. I remember uh, what's her what's their name? Mystic Ryan, uh, the YouTuber. He does he does a lot of PlayStation content. He was doing uh, 30 trophies and. 30 platinum trophies in 30 days challenge and he tried to play oxen free for it and the game bugged out at a certain point late in the game so maybe stay away from the playstation version if you're playing on ps5 at least maybe pick that up on somewhere else but yeah the sequel is coming so get on that um speaking of things from the past prince of persia the sands of time remake that's not, that's not coming out this year <laughs> This feels like another thing where I, I've been seeing some talk about uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 and how they really just announced that to make their stock price go up so that Vivendi wouldn't acquire them. If Why does Prince of Persia, the remake, feel like that type of thing? I feel like they just announced that thinking, ah, we'll, we'll get some real quick you know, goodwill. And then it just looked bad and no one wants it. So now they have to develop that a lot more. And I question if they're dedicated enough to the put the time into it that they need to. Um, I'm scared. I'm scared for Prince of Persia the Sands of Time remake, but I want to play it. I remember enjoying the demo for that game back on PlayStation 2 when I was a very young lad. So uh, hopefully the remake hits. I mean, all, you could just go on eBay, fork over a bunch of money for the uh, trilogy, uh, the, rem the remastered trilogy. Isn't, uh, isn't the remastered trilogy like obscenely expensive? It's like 70 bucks, I bet. I'll, I'll, I'll check because when I got when I went, when I found it, it it wasn't like it wasn't mm. that obscenely expensive. Because I know they don't have it at GameStop anymore, and once you can't get it used at GameStop anymore, usually that price is shooting up. But we'll see. I'm I'm gonna let you look that up while I go on about some more games. Uh, Ramen is a game I'm excited about. That's the uh, multiplayer arena shooter with a bunch of uh, almost naked men throwing bowls of ramen at each other. Um, so I'm excited for that. That game looks really fun and also fucking ridiculous. Uh, then we have another so, pack. Yeah, go ahead. So it's it's in between like th 25 and 35. Oh, or, that's not or awful. In between 25 and 30, 25 and 40. Hmm. 
Shit, I might just get that, honestly. Because that has the whole trilogy, so... <laughs> Shit. I might just do that. You know what? I'm going to wait till I get my tax return before I spend any more money. I just bought this guy... I just bought a fucking desk. And I just paid for the Horizon Collector's Edition. So let me sit down for a minute. And I'll buy that when I get my taxes. But yeah, I'm going to add that to the cart. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, oh, and then we have some bangers here. Redfall and Replace back to back. Um, both are still scheduled for this year. Replaced is that really cool pixel art looking game. Uh, looks like it has some really cool parry based combat. I am very interested in it. I don't want to crank it all the way up to a uh, excited fully, but I'm very interested. I want to see more of it. And Redfall, of course, that's Arcane making a four player co op shooter. Uh, I want to see what they can do if they go all out in the shooter mode because uh, Deathloop is definitely trying to be more of an action game, but it's not that great of an action game. Uh, they have one enemy type, and there are a bunch of cool weapons, but you know, you, it can only have so many effects to the same single enemy type. So I want to see what they can do when it's all shooting all the time with your friends and a bunch of crazy abilities. So Redfall should be pretty fun. Um, let's see here. We all, ooh, Rumbleverse. I'm actually getting a little bit excited now. I think we talked about this during the... I think it was the Game Awards they showed off this game, and I was like, man, this looks just like another fucking Fortnite ripoff. But the more gameplay I see of it, the more I'm excited for it. There's supposed to be a bigger fancy at all. Um, I'm not really interested in it, but I, I, I appreciate it for what it's doing. Hmm. Like the fact that it has certain glitches from certain wrestling games. <laughs> Seems like they've done their homework. Okay, in that in that case, we'll see what happens with it. It looks like it's going to be a free to play type thing, so I'll probably put hands on it. But Lord only knows how long I'll play it. Um, looking You'll through put the rest hands of on it and give those kids these those them hands. <laughs> I will. I will be giving kids the, these hands to the internet. Um, so I'm looking forward to that a little bit. Uh, let's see here. We already talked about Scorn. Very interested in that one. Sea of Stars. I am not interested in it, but I know Josh is interested in it, so I'm putting it on here just to. Give it a shout out for his sake. Uh, hopefully that one's good. PC only right now, but it's becoming this year. It's coming on Game Pass day one. So excited for Sniper Elite 5. I love Sniper Elite 4. I actually want to get back and beat it, but that Sniper Elite 4 is an incredible stealth game. I think that is remarkable. So uh, can't wait for the fifth one. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be more of the same, but hopefully they make even more improvements to make it even better. Um, Somerville. One that is on our top five most anticipated games list for the website. Uh, Somerville, I'm very excited for. You know, it looks like a play dead game, but with a family instead of a single person. So that's going to be really fun. Um, let's see. Sonic Frontiers, I'm interested in. Uh, don't know if it'll be good, but I'm interested. Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. I think that officially got pushed back to 2023, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not even going to say anything about it. We'll see you next year um system shock remake i am excited for that even though i know i probably won't play it anytime soon but like system shocks one of those games where i always hear about it and i'm like man that sounds cool but i am not gonna play a game without mouse look and so when when they say they're remaking it i'm like all right maybe that's a good way to get to it and then i can go back and play about Bio or bioshock good god system shock 2 and then you know everything goes up and we're all happy um Terminator Dark Fate Defiance? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, it's a strategy game. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was another shooter, and I was slightly excited. Um, oh, 
Tachia, I believe that game from the state of from the PlayStation State of Play where you turn into a bunch of animals and you get the Breath of the Wild gliding. That one looked fun, so I'm excited for that. Um, all right, let's. We're almost at the end, everybody. We're almost at the end. Uh, let's see, Callisto Protocol. No way that's coming out this year. Also, the Anacrusis. Is that coming out this year? Oh, wait, that's the game that we literally played. <laughs> that's in early access. So, yeah, that might come out this year. So, I can see that one. Um, but, yeah, I don't know about the Calypso Protocol. That's supposed to be the Dead Space devs making their own thing that isn't Dead Space. So, we'll see oh, about that. In, in the world of uh, PUBG? Yeah, in the world of PUBG. That's right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it is that same... Uh, Either publisher or developer, but yeah, they they are making that. So yeah, good it's, point. Uh, Glenn Schofield's uh, studio. Yeah, Glenn Schofield. Yeah, they're making something. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Valheim is supposed to be coming out in 1.0 this year. So looking forward to that, whatever that ends up being. Um, then getting down here towards the bottom, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. This is the first person shooter one that got kind of shown off, I believe, in. 2020 oh 2020 god damn so this is the second year we've known of this game's existence but uh four player co-op kind of reminds me of vermintide but now there's guns so i'm very excited to see what that game ends up being i like a lot of the warhammer games and of course you know space marine 2 got announced so i'm on the warhammer train right now so ready to see what's up with that and then the last one on this list that i'll give a shout out to we are ofk uh seems like a similar like cozy story based game similar to Vol volcano high very interested in where ofk it looks like it's going to be a fun story very interesting story not something we get a lot in games and not something that i honestly see a lot in the movies and stuff that i watch so i'll be excited to play through that as well and that folks is the whole list was there anything on there that i skipped past too fast that you wanted to speak on hmm, let me think <laughs> it was a long list so I totally understand in either way. I mean, honestly, the I was going to say Star Wars Hunters, but I don't, I, don't give a, I, don't, I don't care about that game anymore. Isn't that the mobile game that's coming to Switch? Yeah, that added, um, I think, Hotball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that game is... I'm sure it will be fine for the audiences going for, but I think no, that I audience is more Pokemon Unite than Arceus. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually want to see. I hope we see more of uh, the Kotor remake. Oh yeah, you know what? I have a feeling. I don't know how far along they are with the Kotor remake, but if it isn't coming out this year, if it's scheduled for next year, I bet you see some gameplay this year. Yeah, they, they, might, they mm -hmm. need to show something at uh, Celebration. Yeah, I mean, if it's, I, I think Celebration, if we're really supposed to get, uh, fuck, what is it? If we're really order. supposed to get Fallen Order 2, yes, thank you. If we're supposed to get Fallen Order 2, I think you get a reveal at Celebration. I think you get gameplay at whatever EA event happens in the summer. And I think it releases this fall. But if it misses this fall, I think it still comes out like February next year. So that's my guess. That's my bet. But like for the remake, I think the for the KOTOR remake, I think you might see gameplay at the Game Awards. And then it comes out summer or fall of next year. That's my guess, just because I feel like that game is not very far along, considering they only had a CG trailer to show us. So time will oh, tell. Uh, two other games that you didn't mention that were mentioned, but I because they're probably not coming out this year. OK, but I just want I hope you get you see more of it. Ooh, I will say real quick. Stray. 
the cat game that's supposed to come yeah. out soon. So very excited for that too. Also, go ahead. Uh, um, the Star Trek story based uh, narrative game. Ooh, the Telltale one. That's not. T- it's not Telltale. It's uh, like alumni alumni of, of uh, Telltale. <sighs> that's it. I remember it. Um, that and the Expanse game or prequel game. Mm, yeah, the two back-to-back blocks that we were super uh, surprised by at the Game Awards. I remember that. Um, yeah, the Expanse is actually Telltale. I remember that much. Um, yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. just imagining. I'm just, I'm just imagining it's going to be like with, with, even though it's not the same people. Obviously, since Tech Nine is working on it. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they went the route they did with uh wolf among us one really how so so like narratively yeah having it like how it how is a pre it's a prequel to the main the main story like uh fables takes place in the um 90s 2000s mm-hmm. and the game and telltale wolf, wolf among us one was set in the 80s and i imagine wolf 2 is it's still in the 80s Hmm. I mean, from the from the trailer that they showed of Wolf Two, it seems like that might that that's like quite a bit into the future. So it might it might not be alongside the original story, but it might be like right before or something. Oh, also, Avengers had some news I didn't notice because I haven't been following them. Uh, Avengers: The Game. Please read our February twenty twenty two development update with news about the next packs and how we're improving systems. Am I ever gonna you do? Place a bet real quick before we end this segment. Do you think I'm ever going to play Avengers this year? No, I I almost wrote about it in my as a fifth game in my top five of 2021. Damn, that's bold. <laughs> and then I really I just remember I, I just remembered, or I had a moment where I remembered. Oh wait, I didn't talk, I didn't I didn't mention Resident Evil yet. <laughs> <laughs> just in the nick of time. Oh damn. Well then, hey, that's. <laughs> Thought a cookie crumbles there. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna play Avengers, but I, I think it will be fun. I think it will be just fun enough to where it'll be fine. But honestly, just scale back the microtransactions. Yeah. Honestly, just release a version of that game where I can just play all the single player content, all the story mode stuff, and I don't even see a store. I don't even get that on the screen. Like, give me a version of that game, and maybe I'll be more likely to play it. But honestly, I. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm making a bunch of excuses for the game. I think I would enjoy it fine if I played it, but it's the Avengers. I shouldn't just enjoy it fine. It should be a game of the year contender like Spider-Man was, but that's that ship has sailed at this point. So it is what it is. But um all right, I think Craig is in the room now. <laughs> Good God. Oh man. All right. You know, so yeah. This this never happens when when we're doing when, when I'm doing when. What is it about me that I just keep ruining our fucking Discord bot? Um, in any case, that is everything we have to say here for this episode, y'all. Um, before Craig has dropped out of the call twice now, so we're gonna wrap this up before he drops out a third time. Uh, literally, I'm like speaking of a swift end, and he just kills himself. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that is it for this podcast. And before we dip out of here, well, I will say we we set our itinerary. Let's see if we stick to our itinerary that we set for ourselves. Um, really 
the bulk of that itinerary came within the next like three months. So well, it's not the full itinerary, but you know, we talked about some games, God damn it. So have some fun there. Uh, now let's talk about the housekeeping segment here. Got a couple things we want you to check out around the site and around the internet. Uh, first off on our YouTube channel, we got two things for you. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Republic Heroes, episode 29, leading the way for the enemy. Look out for that one. That's on the channel right now. So go ahead and give it a gander. Uh, next, we have Tell Me Why, chapter three, part eight, the origin of Mary Ann Ronan. Um, I got to play Tell Me Why to understand what the fuck any of this is talking about. So three, uh, more, three more episodes left. Till it's ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hop on that. Now's your time to catch up. It's coming. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And the Clone Wars has about 11 episodes left. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We need another Let's Play series. You know what? It's time for my Titanfall series to sign because that's been sitting in the back end for a while. So I'll just clean that up and put that up next up. So look out for that. I mean, um, actually, mm-hmm. I still, ironically, I still have some more Telltale stuff. I have the Batman Telltale series, season one, Borderlands. And uh, we're stacked. <laughs> did, uh, Smackdown vs. Raw 2010. Oh, boy. We have a lot. We have a lot to show you. So trust me, the YouTube channel isn't running out of content anytime soon. So look forward to a lot of that stuff coming soon. Um, then after the YouTube stuff, we got some other things, uh, some odds and ends. Uh, I'll start at the bottom here because I have a, a little bit out of order. But Alan's top five games of 2021, which I didn't see the link for until we were already recording, but I got it in here anyway. Um, go ahead and read that up if you want to hear what Al thought of the smorgasbord of games that came out last year um if you didn't get enough of that from our game of the year discussion so um go ahead and check that out it's a very good one uh then i'll go ahead and start back at the top here uh eight bits podcast that is a show uh from as i opened the twitter link that i just clicked um that is a show from frankie let me look at the twitter dms all right so long story short uh i got a homeboy named frankie goody on twitter is it Goody or Gotti? I'm going to say Godoy. Uh, Frankie Godoy uh, hit me up on Twitter. It was like, hey, yo, I have a podcast. Do you want to be on there since I can't be on there this week? And I said, yes. And basically, if you remember podcasts like the very brief news shows, like your uh, Gaming Ride Home podcast or any type of podcast where it just quickly goes through the news real quick and just sends you on about your day, that's the type of show that 8 Bits is. Um, so I'm very excited. He hit me up to give me an opportunity for it. And I said, yeah, I will gladly hop on. So I will be uh, providing the audio for that for that hosting spot there. Uh, it's not up yet. In fact, I think we're recording the audio for it tomorrow. So it can go up on like Friday sometime, I think. But um, yeah, look out for me there. Very excited about that. It'll be a very brief one, but a very cool collaboration nonetheless. So excited about that. And then from there, the rest of these are links that we talked about earlier in the show. Of course, the Game Informer article for the release schedule we've been referring to. You can check that out in the in the links in the description. And also PUBG Logic Supercut from uh, the folks over at Viva La Dirt League. So yeah, go ahead and check out that content as well. And with that, we're hopping up out of here before Craig dissolves and I got to go you know what? Now I got to make a choice. Am I going to be an adult and start building this desk right now? Or am I going to beat Crossfire X first? You'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. But until next time, (laughs) I've been joined here today by Al. Thank you for hopping on again once again. No problem.
Yeah. And let's see how many agains I can fit into this ending. <laughs> and again, I'm Emmett Watkins Jr., also known as DJ Spun61 on all places on the internet. I Every time we do this show, I don't remember if I ever say that at the beginning or not, but I'm saying it at the end, goddammit, so you're getting it. And with that, that is the end of the Players Club Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill. Now you can leave, Craig. All right, he did. Now I got to click him out.